0: A couple of viral videos showing NBA players calmly and articulately explaining why they don't want to get the vaccine has a bunch of journalists and democratic activists and politicians outraged. Even we're even hearing uh, hearing from some other celebrities that they should be kicked off their teams, they should be barred from playing, but there is no mandate apparently in the NBA. Now, I don't think we're going to see National Guard being deployed de- deployed to replace NBA players who are being fired. But over in North Carolina, we have the biggest, the largest mass termination of hospital workers due to refusal to get the vaccine, 175 plus workers in North Carolina hospital. And I'm just I just don't understand why are medical workers such anti-vaxxers? Why are they saying now that there's a massive portion of New York medical workers who are being who who have been fired over this vax mandate? These are people who literally work, literally work in the hospitals don't you think they would be the least likely to oppose getting the vaccine? Perhaps. It's just about freedom. They're like, you know, we don't believe that you should be able to mandate medical treatments or perhaps as medical experts, they have a different expert opinion, one that doesn't align with the mainstream. Well, we're going to talk about this. We're also going to talk about a lot of what's what's going, down, uh, going on down at the border because we have one of the weirdest stories I've seen Texas Border Patrol uncovers a safe house with like a hundred illegal immigrants, and the subheader says from Fox News, and they weren't wearing PPE. Cause that's what we're worried about. <gasps> Cause the Border Patrol agents come to a house, and there's a hundred people jammed inside of it, and they're like, <gasps> they're not wearing COVID protective gear. Yeah, okay, we got problems. So we are being joined by a couple of journalists who are down at the border uh, recently, actually, with with some evidence of what's going on there. It's crazy stuff. Do you guys want to, int- you want to introduce yourself, Jorge, first?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, Jorge Ventura, uh, field reporter for The Daily Caller.
0: Um, Sagnik Basu. I'm a producer for The Daily Caller. You guys were uh, down there on the ground watching what was going on
1: yeah we've been uh covering the the border crisis as soon as it began we were also covering the the Haitian migrants in the Rio and just basically just seeing this kind of whole thing just unfold little by little and um yeah it's you, been crazy documented you everything.
0: actually brought us a bag of the bracelets that the yep. smugglers the human traffickers make people wear like what we'll, we'll get into all of this yeah. but you can you want to hold one up just so people can see what it is for those that are listening you can't see anything but those on YouTube you can see they make the, the 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 smugglers
2: make people wear these bracelets. Bunch of them. So we'll get into that. That's crazy yeah. stuff. We got Ian. He's chilling. Man, seeing that bracelet was like one of the most grounding, kind of like smashed into reality things I've felt in a while. Thanks. That's that's it's mm-hmm. busted up, man. The trafficking kids.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I took a bunch of them because they're really interesting and they say different things. So we will get into them over the course of the show. I'm really looking forward to this because it's something that needs to be discussed it's right now stuff. for sure.
0: But before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, and you will get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast. We're actually, I think this week, we're going to be launching our mystery show, and we have a new show called The Green Room, which is the fun hangout, which we've been filming. So we're producing a lot of stuff, plus we have a bunch of other shows that are being produced as we speak. It just takes time. This is like, you know, it's kind of been a been a shock how fast we've been growing, and so we have all of these pots going at the same time, but we're we're, we're getting there. So stay tuned for that. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's talk about some NBA because this is really pissing off a lot of people. We got the story from the Black Wall Street Times. Access is a new civil right, they say. With no mandate, some NBA players refusing COVID vaccine ahead of season. They say the most popular question that players have been asked has been concerning their vaccination status. Currently, there is no mandate from the league for the players to be vaccinated league spokesman mike bass told espn quote a vaccine mandate for nba players would need an agreement with the player association the nba has made these proposals but the players union has rejected any vaccination requirement most nba players are vaccinated but stragglers remain roughly 90 percent of nba players are vaccinated as training camp approaches according to league sources but tensions are growing between staffers who are vaccinated and players who refuse them in some instances, staffers said they're upset so the players aren't facing the same vaccine requirements as most team staff and referees. In other instances, staffers said they're concerned about the health risks of being exposed to unvaccinated players. Two of the league's biggest stars, Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving, both said they were not vaccinated during their team's media day. And I just got to say, guys, you need to stop fighting this. Us rich people are exempt from all of this. NBA stars, famous <laughs> podcast hosts. Yo. You go, look at the Met Gala just accept your fate. You know uh, AOC doesn't got to wear a mask, all of the serpents do. All right? This, this, this is the direction that we're going. I'm kidding by the way, but this I'm half kidding. <laughs> it's true though. Like, NBA players are like, we're not going to do it. Meanwhile, the support staff are being forced to do it.
1: Yeah, it's one of the more interesting stories. And, uh, you know, I don't see any National Guard coming in uh, to replace Kyrie Irving that could average 25 points in eight assists a game. Um, (laughs) But it's really interesting with the NBA because um, it actually first started off with, you know, for folks who who don't know, like, LeBron James has massive power over the league. It's almost like whatever he said kind of sways. And he actually uh, came out and, like, didn't want to get the vaccine. I think he just got vaccinated, but he didn't want to get the vaccine and that kind of forced the the players association to say hey, you know what no mandate so it's 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 really interesting to see and especially the the star players speak out so like a Bradley Beal a Kyrie Irving who who hold a lot of weight that's going to be interesting to see Andrew Wiggins who is the uh um shooting guard for the wash uh for the Warriors in um in Oakland he applied for the religious religious exemption and got got it denied so now he could only play away games I'm really curious just to see how that's wow. going to turn out
0: only away games.
2: It's interesting the difference between the NFL and the NBA because right, yeah. like in the NBA you have 5 guys can win you a championship for the most part. I mean you do you do have a bench, but it's 5 guys. But the NFL you need 12. So, so the the star power is much greater in the NBA. One individual like LeBron can command a team and a league.
1: Yeah, in the, in the NBA, they need um like they need those star players to fill those seats. Like in NBA, it's just those star players are more rare than the, than the NFL. So it's really interesting to see like the Kyrie's, Bradley Beal, and other other players come out and uh and speak out. Yeah, because Bradley Beal just had a media day and he said, Hey, you know what? I, I already had COVID. I have the antibodies. He said, and then he like looked at the media and said, I I, get, I assume all you guys are vaccinated yet. You could still get it. So, it's like I said, it, it's interesting right now just with the, the mandates and all this stuff. And um, and then I'm curious of what's going to happen to Andrew Wiggins because now the owner might be like, you know what, if you're not going to get vaccinated and I can only use you on the road, I'm going to just release you and then just pick up another guy who's willing to uh Yeah, but he's got a into. contract, right? They can't just yeah, do that. Yeah, and he's he's a good player. It's not like he's mm-hmm. like a, a guy you just kind of, like I said, no National Guard is going to come in for Andrew Wiggins <laughs> and puts on 15 points and 10 boards a game.
0: You know, there's a lot of protests. There was a, a video from a couple of days ago where people in Staten Island who are unvaccinated like stormed into a mall and were chanting oh, yep. USA mm-hmm. and the, cause, cause New York has the vax mandate. But you, you see little pockets here and there. You can Google it. You can find the stories of a few hundred people. But I don't think it's enough to stop government overreach. You know, the government's going to mandate it. People are just going to follow suit.
1: I agree. I haven't, I haven't, I actually thought that like the turnouts would be much larger. We haven't seen them now. I, I covered a few of these anti-mandate protests back in California. And, um, one thing that I've noticed, at least from the protests that I covered is the first responder community is really against the mandates. I'm talking about nurses, police officers. Um, like I said, the the story I think to watch out right now is the LA County firefighters who are now going to be suing the county and them, they are really stepping up and saying, we're not doing this. So, I think um, that could be a turning point for for a lot of first responders, depending how that uh, firefighter case goes.
0: I'm not convinced that's going to affect the public the way you know Kyrie Irving would. You've got the NBA, yeah, sure. and what happens if, if if some owner is like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, use you for these games because you're, you're, you're refusing to get vaccinated"? No, they can't do it. They got star power on their hands. When celebrities like Nicki Minaj come out, all of a sudden their fans, their fans don't care about your tribe. They don't care about science. They don't care about whatever your your rules are. They're just like. Big fan, Nicki Minaj. She said it. We're done, and they'll start tweeting in support of her. Love you, Nicki. You're the best, especially with these the NBA stars. Now LeBron, I guess, came out, you know, and was praising China. Oh, I'm sorry, that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he came out and was saying, you know, that he, I guess, he got vaccinated and he's supportive of it. So that will have a lot of weight. But I got to say, you know, when I, I watch some of these viral videos, I, have to, I feel like regular people are going to see this and that. Those vocal, uh, you know, people in the NBA or of, of high status are going for one probably a lot of people will just blindly agree with them there's probably a lot of people mm-hmm. who are going to be like I'm a big fan dude yeah whatever you say but there's going to be a lot of people now who are feel will feel less scared they're going to be like if they can do it so can I I can speak up I can stand up for myself and it's really interesting to see uh in in there was there were protests there were big protests in New York I'm surprised he protested in New York over this I mean New York is a is a democrat stronghold but you see New Yorkers holding up signs I kind of feel like the media is lying about the sentiment on this one. If the bluest place in the country, New York City, I think it's the bluest place. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's San Francisco. I don't know. But a particularly Democrat place has thousands of protesters. Certainly regular people are like, yo, the vaccines are great, but you can't force people to to take these things, right?
2: I've had for the last, I think, week, uh, when I go into Twitter, what's happening... First thing that shows up is Biden's vaccine mandate yeah. for workers is supported by legal precedents, experts say. And that same headline and thing is keeps yep. popping up every day like they're trying to convince me of it. So they're obviously it kind of supports – I think it supports what you're saying that I think that the media is forcing the narrative or yeah, attempting to.
0: There, it, it, that, that is such a manipulative propaganda thing mm-hmm. because you can argue that the legislature can can put in rules for OSHA but not Biden by decree. So that's why – are, why are we getting our, our legal analysis from Twitter staff? You know what I mean? <laughs> People believe this stuff. The
4: problem is like when the media does this thing, they are not exactly able to convince like normal schmucks who are watching TV to be like, oh, now the media said it, let's go and get the vaccine. It's more about like p- private organizations like restaurants and like club owners. They're thinking that, oh, is is this the mass sentiment? Now we have to mandate it. I went to Brooklyn literally this Saturday and I had to show my vax card in one club and in order to get into a yacht. So, they are mandating it left, right, and center. And I think, like, the way the private organizations get their information is that they watch media and they think that, oh, this is the sentiment, so we need to follow the laws. And then they just, like, just imply with it.
0: Well, that's why it's big if the NBA stars and celebrities are coming mm-hmm. out. And they're speaking not against this. Yeah, I thought. Exactly, I, I yeah. thought
1: the Nicki Minaj thing was, was wild, huge, it was a wild <laughs> news cycle. Yeah, it was it was great. A, just wild. that crossover with 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 her and Tucker is exactly what we needed. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> I was, oh, Dude, God. I wish Trump was. Uh, I wish Trump had his Twitter because I just wanted to see what he would even even say, say about but, um, Nicki Minaj. He would, that, he would be like
0: Nicki Minaj, one of the greatest rappers <laughs> of all time. Ever. Everyone agrees yeah, is right. standing up for the rights of the working class.
1: <laughs> but I was yeah. I love I love that week because I remember just watching Tucker and he would just. He would be like praising Nikki, then he would just bash the whole GOP. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, why is Nikki braver than any GOP re- uh, representative? Then it's true. You always have like those Republicans like, oh, but she's, you know, pro-abortion, this, like, that, that doesn't matter on right now. Like right now we're, this is a, this is an area where you could win over a lot of people when it comes exactly. to this. This is body autonomy, win over people in the, Especially like you were the saying
4: hip-hop community. Like, like mm-hmm. if, if Nikki says something, hip-hop, oh, right. and hip-hop is like, like, you know, 90% black probably, like, and they will like roll with it. Like, but you saw people, Exactly pushing back Nikki. It's like, hey, she needs to be, like, shut down now. Like we, don't Yeah, it was huge.
1: I think Jay-Z, Jay-Z just had a, a meeting with the new mayor of New York, and it was all like... Oh, I'm talking to her of how we could. You mean the governor? Yeah, the the, the governor, and, and he was like, "Oh, I was talking to her about how we could, uh you know, get more of our of our people in our community vaccinated." So it's like it's big when Nikki could come out and step out exactly. against that narrative. Ethan, I love that she was speaking about censorship, mm-hmm. and then yep. she like blasts those journalists and like <laughs>
4: Hassan. <laughs> Piker got real, and Nikki. Yes. That was the best day ever. Like my, out of all people. No, my
1: favorite thing, like the 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 reason why I was so much on the Nikki train is like if you could drive Joy uh, Joy Reid crazy on MSNBC. <laughs> I am on your team. So I love watching you. <laughs> Joy just Hassan's,
0: Hassan's response to Nikki was that Tucker was a white nationalist. Yeah. Correct. And I'm like, like, here's a guy who has nothing to say for this conversation. Yeah. Like Hassan exactly. is just like, if that's if that's his hot take for this, it has nothing to do with the issues of liberty, liberty freedom, medical, public health. It's just nope. literally like, well, that guy's a white nationalist. Wow, excellent commentary on the oh, issue, nice. Hassan. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah,
1: and then we're also seeing with, uh, with the college universities, it's like even with the mandates – they're still see- seeing COVID outbreaks. Like Duke, Duke University had like a, an outbreak of like over 300, uh, kids t- tested positive for COVID and only eight of those kids were unvaccinated. Wow. So even wow. you're, you're seeing it in Duke University. You're seeing it in a lot of these universities where like their vaccination rate is like at 99 or, mm-hmm. you know, 98%. Like I was even reading, uh, Harvard just went to like online classes for three weeks and they're like, their vaccination rate is like at 97%. Well, okay. here,
0: well let me, let me, let me pull this up real quick. CBS News Kareem Abdul-Jabbar says NBA players who refuse the COVID vaccine should be disciplined. Oh boy! Oh, great! Disciplined. Uh huh. These people are insane. Get in
1: man. line, boy. They're, yeah. they're,
0: they're 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 genuinely nuts.
1: Yeah, Stephen A. Smith too on ESPN was coming out and saying, "Oh, you need to trade Kyrie Irving." It's like that. That's that's just the the kind of world we're living. In. It's like you you like step out of the that narrative and. They, they attack you it's like man it's not even about like, like i said even the places that are we're seeing the most vaccinated rates there's still outbreaks yeah you know. this is
2: what's concerning me if that trend continues what you're pointing out at like the, in the colleges um and that people keep getting these breakthrough cases after vaccination then at what point will people say stop mandating this if it's if there's still going to be breakouts anyway because like like they don't mandate flu shots you know that you can get a flu shot and it can help you but you can still get the flu so, yeah, at what point couple, are people I have a, gonna?
0: I have, I have two questions. They're, they I'm seeing all over Twitter. They're like, the unvaccinated are a threat to the vaccinated, right? They're like, we got to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated, which makes sense. And no a lot, of, a lot of people on the left are saying, like, you know, uh, if, if, if we're gonna get through this, and everyone has to be vaccinated, otherwise there'll be variants. And I'm like, like the flu. Huh. Like the flu vaccine that nobody gets, like a lot of people get it, the flu shot every year. Yeah, the COVID nineteen
1: vaccine is the first vaccine in the world that doesn't work unless you have it too.
0: <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I, well, I'm, I'm not talking about. I, I understand the point they're making. There'll be variants, right? Yeah, because it'll it'll you know fester within certain communities and then eventually can you know the the, the vaccine stops working. But we don't even do that for the flu. So what's different right. here? Like, no, no I, I get it. I get COVID is worse. I get it's like you know it's scary. People can't breathe and stuff like that. But. We're not talking about airborne Ebola. Is it just like because it is novel all of a sudden we're like, this is the one where everyone's got to get the vaccine or what?
1: Yeah, I don't know. We're in some interesting times, and then we're also seeing the put, the push for the booster shot. So that like the FDA just recently came out and they didn't approve it for everyone. I think they only approved it for 65 and older. Holy it's also God. also interesting to see how the other countries react. So the president of Mexico came out and said we are not vaccinating anyone under 12 years old. We're not letting big pharma play a role in this. Which I was like, Whoa. wow. And he and he's, and he's a leftist. Yeah. Uh, Almo is as a leftist, so he came out and, and spoke out against it. That's what I'm interesting to see is there the Pfizer's making that push to get like five and five to to 12 year olds vaccinated. Which is like, just, re- I mean, we they haven't, haven't seen any data that they needed. No risk anything. whatsoever Yeah. that age um, group now.
0: There's, well, we won't say no risk, but it is like very, very, very minimal. Low. Yeah. And I guess the issue is they're concerned kids will get it and then transfer it to old people old or people, so. Yeah. But I gotta say, you've got, the, 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 the there's interestingly two main camps in this. There's, And well, actually, at this point, I don't think it's anti-vax. I think it's mostly Mm anti-mandate. I think most people actually agree. This is it's fine. Get it. But the weird question is, like, why are you making literally everyone get it? It doesn't it it doesn't make sense. Why are they forcing everyone to do it? The big thing that they're not telling you, Joe Biden comes out and he said, you know, 98 percent of people got to be vaccinated to go back to normal. What they're not telling you is that a large portion of those who aren't vaccinated live in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So it's like you, you can see an NBA player and ask them, like, why won't you get the vaccine? And they'll say, well, I've had it before. I have the antibodies. The government should mandate this. But what they're not showing you when they say, like, you know, a quarter of people, Biden's like a quarter of people haven't gotten it. It's like, yeah, you know, like Jim Bob, who lives up on the mountain, <laughs>
5: yeah. who's got
0: no neighbors mm-hmm. and is a homesteader, is like not going to drive into a city to risk himself during a pandemic just to get, get a, a vaccine like- that would reduce the risk he doesn't have because he lives in the middle of nowhere. They don't take into consideration rural living, homesteaders, farms, people who don't go into cities and people who are, who are talking to their doctors and for medical reasons aren't getting it. They're just blanket saying everyone's got to get it. You know, that makes no sense. Why would someone who lives in rural Wyoming be concerned about getting sick when they don't see anybody for six months? They're probably like, I'm not even going to see a doctor to give me the vaccine. <laughs> but they include those people in all these numbers, too.
1: Yeah. now uh, like in California, you know, L.A. County, which is one of the bigger counties in the United States. L.A. County is so big that like. It's not just like the city of L.A. There's a bunch of rural communities in L.A. County, so it, it for for us it didn't make sense to see that you know they would like shut down all these businesses, and it affected even the rural communities, um, you know, in the middle of nowhere. That like you said that they're not connected to the city. You know, it's a it's like a one size fit all, all, yeah. Um, which has just been detrimental. Then you know L.A. County too was the only county to, out of all of the United States to make uh, their restaurants. Um, do close out their indoor and also outdoor dining. They were the only only county that did take out only as well, and it affected the rural communities that are yeah. like not even near the city.
0: So we got this story from The Hill. Sage Steele says she only took vaccine because of ESPN's sick and scary mandate. Huh. Wow. This is interesting. ESPN anchor said she only got it because of the mandate, which she described as sick and scary. During an appearance on Uncut with Jay Cutler, Steele told the former NFL quarterback wow. that she ultimately got the vaccine so she wouldn't be removed from programming. I didn't want to do it, but I work for a company that mandates it and I had until September 30th to get it done or I'm out. I respect everyone's decision. I really do. But to mandate it is sick and it's scary to me in many ways. I'm not surprised I got to this point, especially with Disney. I mean, a global company like that. She added Steele has previously drawn criticism for mocking mask mandates, responding to statistics showing more, showing that that more children have been shot in Chicago than died of COVID. She wrote, but yes, let's keep masking Ooh. up our children. Ooh. I'll tell you this, man. If I, if I still worked for Disney and they mandated this, I'd be like, yay, I break my contract. I am out. I'll tell you respect for speaking out because the more higher profile people speak out about freedom. And it's not about the vaccine. I think the vaccine is mm-hmm. fantastic. It's about the government mandating a medical procedure. And I think what you see here is exact, is, is, is a really good example of how they gain power. Sage. Is not worried about getting the vaccine. She's not worried about side effects. It's overwhelmingly safe. I think you'll see a lot in the VARs because of how many people have gotten the vaccine. I mean, you know, and, and so she's not, she's not worried about it, but now the government is, is, is inching us towards mandated medical procedures. I get it. A vaccine is not the most extreme of medical procedures. They're not saying they're going to cut out, you know, your appendix or anything like that, but she's, she's right. It's scary. It's sick. Now the problem I have is that as much as she's willing to speak out against it, She's not willing to resist it.
1: And what was interesting too, Tim, uh, I think it was a month ago, the story came out. There was an ESPN, um, college football reporter, like field reporter, and she actually, uh, put out a tweet and it went, it went viral and she said, Hey guys, um, this day is going to be my last day. I talked to my doctor about the COVID-19 vaccine and me and my family are trying to have a second kid. I just can't get it right oh, now. Yeah. And then she ended up actually stepping, stepping down and I was like, wow. And, um, you know, you you have to feel for her because like that's her her dream True, job, yeah. but she put her family first, and she also met with her doctor. So it's like she did all the steps that you're supposed to do. You know why should she, why should she uh, she be punished for just she met with her doctor and they you know the best decision for her and her family for to have a second child was just to not get it this time. And then yeah, she had a, she had to step down before that uh, September 30th deadline.
0: I mean, I'm surprised that Sage didn't step down. Mm. Is your career really worth that much?
1: She has a platform where she could go independent. She would have got a ton yeah. of support too from from people, but after of that tweet, yeah. She conformed.
0: Yeah, that's a bummer. Imagine if she she bailed out and said, "Okay, I guess I'm getting fired. Mm-hmm. Start a podcast. People would support a YouTube her. Yeah, nope. yeah definitely. Yep. Instantly. But I but you know what? ESPN probably pays her a lot more than she'd nope. start with. So she's she's an anchor for ESPN. She's probably getting, you know,
1: millions. In, yeah. You think millions? No. Yeah, ESPN. Dude, Stephen A. Smith has, makes more money than like Everyone, Star athletes Everyone's per not year. like a. Smith, Like she's probably, but she's like high up, like dude. She's, she's been in the game for for a while. Hmm. even
0: what you said 250 yeah 250 a year two hundred fifty thousand. maybe she let's let's even say she's getting 150
5: yeah
0: you leaving going independent you're not going to get that paycheck this month and you're crossing your fingers versus being like well this job's stable but you're right she's probably i would i I don't know what espn pays i'd imagine like maybe half a mil maybe 250 to 500 it's
4: not even with the money though, it's about like that social circle like then you become that one anchor from espn who did not take the vaccine and gave up espn you're that one renegade from that social circle you the, become that person
0: yeah but these people are so dependent yeah. it's like mm-hmm. yo learned but uh, that's it man we are we are this, this is a country that was founded on a very independently minded you know individuals people who are like leave me alone i'll do my thing the gadsden flag and now we're slowly becoming more and more completely and utterly dependent on the system and other people why do, why do they care so much about what other people think that's the weirdest thing to me just be like, I don't care, you shut up. What it's, you say doesn't mean anything. The thing which bothers me
4: the most is like, there have all, like throughout history in the States, there have always been people who wanted other people to conform to their rules, but there, but the counterculture has also existed, right, in the same time, and that has like come from like the arts and the hip hop people and the stuff like that and to see all these athletes hip-hop players uh, hip-hop artists and stuff like that also conform through to this government mm-hmm. mandates that's the scary part everyone together decided to follow this one set of rules well,
1: it's like uh it's like you know the rage against the machine now they rage for, for the, the machine on behalf of the machine yeah. rage on behalf of the machine and, and
4: like culture going on hand to hand with it and like at Like, fortunately or unfortunately, culture moves mountains. Like, whether or not Mm it's Joe Biden saying, it'll obviously matter more if, you know, LeBron says it. And, like, that's the scarier part to me. Like, all these big players are saying that you should get vaccinated. And the fact that other people are not vaccinated is putting your life at risk. So you, you know, kind of sort of, like, look down at them. Like, that's the scarier part. It's creating two different subcultures
0: but we already have two different subcultures the culture war is just being made worse mm, worse and us. now it's medical well actually i think this is impacted by the culture war you know people thought in a crisis that america would come together mm-hmm. like during the culture war and the peak and the fighting in the street they're like man we need a shared enemy like in watchmen the aliens or if it's the movie you're talking about dr Manhattan. and then everyone's like that's the enemy and they join forces and instead what happened was the pandemic hit and both sides were like i'm gonna do x well i'm gonna do y screw you and now they're screaming at each other at the top of their lungs that being said, I love the metric. We had uh, Dr. Robert Murphy on, his economist, talking about how the economy is not good. yet for some reason, and then I point out, Democrats think it's good. So that's the easiest way to put it. You know look, you want to identify what the real cult is. You ever, you ever hear that riddle where it's like uh, you, you come across a fork in the road, and there's you can go left and you can go right? And there's two guys standing on each path. One always lies. One always tells the truth. How do you figure out which way is the path to safety? Cause, you know, one will lead you to death. One will lead you to safety. And then it's like you ask the guy what the other guy would say and then take the opposite path. So I, it's like, I, I forgot where I was going. So it's a great riddle, but I
2: have well, some the, information. Oh, uh, Sage Steel as of 2019 making $400,000 a year. Oh, their net you know. worth is 1.5. That's yeah. a
0: lot of money to walk away from. Yeah. yeah. That was so like when, when, they, when they, when they, when I'll tell you this, man, I worked for Disney. And when I tried breaking my contract, one day I woke up to $40,000 in the bank. And they were like, oh, it's a bonus. I'm like, for what? And they're like, we're just you know, giving bonuses. And I'm like, uh-huh. uh-huh Is yeah. my contract over yet? <laughs> <laughs> nope, not, no joke. Like, I went to the president in January, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense for me to be here. Like, I don't know what you guys are doing. You're not doing journalism. You're doing woke stuff. I was like, that's not what I produce. I travel around. I cover on the ground stuff. If you want to do that, this makes sense. And then they're like, look how much money we're giving you. The and then money. one day I wake up and I get I see money in my bank and they're like, We need to talk and then I get a phone call and they're like, Yeah, how's the bonus? And I'm like, uh bonus for what? Like, I'm trying to quit and you just gave me a ton of money. <laughs> it was insane. Just we're, nuts.
1: We're kind of living too in like two different countries in the States. Like, um mm-hmm. like here in DC, like you know, like you still still indoors. You have to wear the mask. Like I'm in the gym, I'm like working out. My mask falls like a, a like a little inch below, oh, and yeah. I get you like I get out. like yeah. I <laughs> get like threatened by the gym people. And then like I was in I was in Texas, and it's like it's, fine. it's there's like no mask anywhere. It's like life is like all normal. Then you go to another state, and it's like so even just seeing that cultural. Or you know, shift is is also like it's crazy. Let's.
2: You know what freaks me out too is these N95 masks. If you wear one of those, no one's gonna complain. But you're not. They're not protected because you're breathing out complete air. There's no filtration going out. But they don't know, so they don't complain. So it's like this this perception battle that. Mm -hmm.
0: But if you're wearing a gator, they'll be like, "Ah." yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
4: I didn't get it. I didn't get that memo. They're like somehow gators like a right wing thing or something. I don't. know. Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah. You know. You know. know, I'll I'll put it this way.
0: I went to the bank today. And there was this dude, and he's like, there's a big plastic barrier at the bank, and Mm -hmm. the guy's wearing the mask. And I'm just like, the people working are all in bubble, Bubbleville. Mm Literal. And everyone else is not. Every other person in the building was not masked or doing anything. And I'm just like, this is weird. It's weird because, you know, I'll put it this way. Last year, they said 15 days, right? And then we were like, okay. And then it turned, and that's what, you know, 18 months or whatever. Well, the lockdowns mostly ended, you know, over the summer. Or the end of spring and summer. And then they said, you know, okay, we're going to do masks, you know. And then it was like, ah, it's no big deal. If you want to go to the store, you put the mask on, you take it off when you walk out. But now they're like hardcore while everyone's working, when you're going, when you're outside, in between sips, getting crazier. (laughs) And then people were saying at the time, they were like, if they mandate this, it's only a matter of time before they mandate vaccines. People were like, no, Mm -hmm. that's never going to happen. Then they said, if you want to take the mask off, just get your vaccine. You don't got to wear the mask anymore. Then everyone had to wear the mask again. We literally went from, hey, everybody get the vaccine and we're back to normal to me going to the bank and seeing a guy behind a big plastic barrier with a face mask on when everyone there is vaccinated. And I'm just like, there is no point where I would believe this stops. Like we had the Moderna CEO, I guess I said, maybe next year. (laughs) Australia is building more camps. Australia's got another that to open mid 2022. They're building camps like crazy. They don't expect this to end ever. New normal, they call it.
1: Yeah, CNN has that one like doctor correspondent person, and she's always like, "Oh, um, it's not your, it's not in your, it's your, it's not in your like constitution on your rights to like fly and stuff." So she's, you know, she's making the argument that you need the, that you need the vaccine to fly. But the, the funny thing is, just seeing the, the, the experts continue to flip flop. Before the pandemic, there's those interviews of Fauci coming on and saying like, "Oh, you don't even need, to need the mask." Yeah. Then you need the mask, and then he's like, "You know, after you get vaccinated, you don't, you don't need it to wear outside." Now, now you do. It's just the the constant flip-flop is like how do we continue what to next? to trust these people? What's it
0: it, after what's after vaccine mandate? I Travel think like I think they're going to passports be like
1: they're going to hit those air, like the the airlines and I yeah. think that's going to be
2: digital passports. You know what gets me is is that the ph- I don't consider the pharmaceutical industry part of the medical industry. Mm. I think of it as like a you know it's a, it's a for-profit business. business. Yeah. Um that makes you could call it medicine. I mean it's definitely medicine what they're making, but doctors are, it should be, decentralized doctors is like what we've built, you know, our modern system on. It, it just blows my mind mm. that a pharmaceutical company could be commanding this at such speed. They're gonna come, at, you have they're evidence. gonna come for the
1: doctor soon because you could just see it like, 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 for instance, like that, that, that doctor that spoke to that college um, football reporter for ESPN. Pretty sure down the line, they're going to, they're going to come after him. Cause we even saw it in California. Even this is before the pandemic. This was like two or three years ago. Um, a lot of the parents were protesting this new bill where, um, they were going to limit the relig- religious exemptions on the vaccines for kids. And they, they, they hammered on the doctors. So they, so before that, the doctors didn't have a limit on the religious exemptions they could give for, for, for children on the vaccines. Then the, the state came in and said, you're only allowed to do five per year. And I think that's what little by little, they're going to start moving on, on the doctors and basically kind of force them to say, just tell everyone you have to get it
0: well they're already moving on nurses we got the story from timcast.com north carolina hospital network fires 175 plus workers Oof, for defying covid insane. vaccine mandate Wow. they say initially 375 employees were temporarily suspended for refusing the injections but 200 quote came into compliance and received the medication the off employees have a five-day window to get the vaccine no employees were given until september 15th to get the shot Report uh, reports WLNS workers who have started a two dose vaccine series will have until October fifteenth to get the second dose to and remain in compliance. The health system said Novant workers who have been granted a medical or religious exemption are required to undergo weekly COVID testing, wear N ninety five masks and eye protection while at work. Uh, This this is weird to me. It's my question. Why are there so many uh, uh, anti vax nurses? Nurses, and I'm saying anti vax on purpose. Okay.
2: thanks yeah because i want to call them anti-mandate humans yeah i mean
0: but the point is if the argument from the left is like the mandates you should get the vaccine what's the problem their their perception of these doctors is they these nurses they don't want to get vaccinated why not what about these medical employees are why why are they saying no to this is it really just like i believe the vaccine is safe but you can't make me do it
1: i mean i I, I interviewed some of the nurses that attended some of these anti-mandate like mandate protests. And f- from what I got was, hey, we were on the front lines of COVID. The majority of the nurses got it, already have the antibodies. They don't see a reason for it. So it's just interesting to see the, uh, we're all in this together. And you're the frontline heroes. And yeah. to now they're they're Not making it a like like scapegoat. The fact
4: that they are part of this quote-unquote system, like the medical system, and like the fact that they don't have faith. In this vaccine, which is supposed to be the be all end all. That's eye opening. And the second thing about it is like, we all remember the time when like the culture and the media together were like, nurses are the heroes, frontline workers, which is true by the way. And now they are like, you know, kind of like turning on them once some of them de- decide to fall out of line.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think situations like this are going to wake up more nurses. And, uh, I mean, can you, I mean, just imagine that, you know, they've been going a whole year t- telling them that they're the frontline heroes. We're all in this together. Then, couple months later, just, you know, going to fire them and leave them on the street. All these working, all those 170 people are working class. Yeah. Uh, people would Paycheck take, to pay yeah, to we're physical, just going to leave yeah. them off on the on no, street. Yeah. So,
2: can I just clarify? You said they're going to slap N95 masks on the health care workers?
0: Those with re- religious or medical exemptions.
2: So those things don't protect outgoing air. They do not filter outgoing air N95 masks. So mm. what the heck are they doing?
1: Virtual signaling. Yeah. That's I all no it idea. is.
0: When they said, when, when when you know, Biden came out and said, either you get the vax or you get tested weekly. That's what they're doing for the OSHA thing. And then the leftists were like, well, you don't got to get vaccinated. You should get a weekly test. And I'm like, can people who are vaccinated still get sick? Yeah, but it's rare. Okay, so (sighs) yes. Can they still spread COVID? Yes, at basically the same rate as those, anyone who has COVID. But keeping in mind, they're less likely to get it. And I'm like, shouldn't you then test everybody? Shouldn't the vaccinated be tested if that's the case? Well, now we're seeing that. I think ASU announced it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. Tests. We got this, too. Part of the story. The confusion surrounding surrounding COVID spilled over into the uh, country's college system this month. Penn State University suspended 117 students after the co-eds missed their mandatory COVID tests. (laughs) Students at university parkour subject to required weekly COVID-19 testing and who have missed at least three weeks of testing have been notified by Penn State they are out of compliance with the university's health and safety policies and have been placed on interim suspension through the Office of Student Council. To date, 117 students at University Park have been placed on interim suspension for their failure to comply, to properly comply with Penn State's weekly COVID-19 testing requirement.
1: You those students are based.
0: <laughs> no, but think about it. They're like, either you get vaccinated or you do weekly tests. Then people are like, okay, so they get vaccinated. Then ASU and other colleges are like, no, you got to do the weekly tests anyway.
1: In some colleges, uh, what they're doing is on the weekly tests for the students who are unvaccinated, they're making the students pay for it wow. every single week. So they're like, okay, you know, we're not going to force you, but we're gonna, you know, what we're gonna hit you financially <laughs> every single week.
4: What happens if they like decide to like just like not take these tests anyway? Do you have? Do they get like forced out of
0: college? Do, like,
1: yeah, they probably. Yeah, they're gonna kick them out. So like
0: yeah. now, your degree depends on it. Literally now, whether the fact, you know what, man, we're we're I, we're at a point where too many people are just. Permanent children. It's a, they're permanent children. These people, at these colleges, these people at these jobs. Um, you know, Sage Steele. Much all due respect for speaking out. Still, a, chill, a child. Mm-hmm. A child who says I cannot survive without the nanny state. You know, uh, providing that teat to suckle. Dude, figure it out. Oh no, but I need a degree. No, you don't. Figure out how to survive. Stop being so dependent and greedy. There's a lot of people. I'm not speaking for for families. I understand families have bigger issues. But if you're if you're going to college. Yo, there's a million and one ways to survive in this world and to make a living. You don't need college. But what about my dreams? I want to do this. Yeah, well, then make, then make your decision. What's more important? The job or your principles? For all the people that are like, I haven't done any. I don't care what the government mandates, mandates I do. I'll do it anyway. It's no big deal for me. Well, they're there. They're not violating any of their personal tenets. They're going to go to college. They're going to get a job and they're happy with it. But if you're someone who's going to come out and be like, I oppose this. But I'd rather have the degree. Then I don't believe you that you actually oppose it. Maybe right. it just is a it's a mild inconvenience for you, or you just virtue signaling. If you really cared and said I oppose it, I ain't going anywhere near it. Yo, this is your body, or your child's body. That's the craziest thing to me that people are like, like Sage Steele can be like, this is sick and this is it, uh, and scary. But I don't mind if someone injects me with something. I'm like, then do you really feel that way, or like what's the point of what you're saying? If you really felt that way, you be like, I ain't gonna do it.
1: Yeah, that's how I'm, I'm, I'm already in that boat. Like, if they, if they do the mandatory vaccine for the, uh, for the air, for the flights, for the airplanes, I'm about to jump on that horse, man. It's 19, 1800 <laughs> style and, yeah. and take it back to no, Wild West.
0: It's, it's way easier than that. You just get a private plane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The rich, the ones waiting for you outside. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. <laughs> the, the beanie no. plane. The beanie. You know that, you guys want to know a secret? You know rich people don't need passports, right? Oh, of You think course. I'm playing? Oh, no. You think I'm playing? No, 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 legit. So, you know, some I I I know some people, friends of my friends, particularly wealthy. They hop on a private plane. All they got to do is say like this is so and so. When they're flying in, they'll fly into a European airport. Nobody checks them. Mm-hmm. Right. They get special access. They land and nobody cares. You know, these are these are billionaires. Like like anyone's going to stand in their way. Nope. This
4: this whole like two different classes. This visual was like so obvious during the Med Galaxy which you brought up in the beginning. Like, the oh fact, yeah, it looked so crazy, right? Like, like Hunger they, Games. Yeah, Hunger yeah. Games, literally. Like, they were dressed fancy, no masks. They will look all like clean and tidy. And back in the line, and they were like these poor, like I don't know what they call like drape holders or yeah, whatever. They probably get paid like
1: ten bucks an hour. He, yeah,
0: Seriously? he's like <laughs> that guy carrying AOC's dress. Oh, oh, that was the so cringiest. Poor guy. It's, it's like, like the lack of
4: self awareness was like so like crazy to me. Like you guys see what people are looking at right now. Like those people, they are all like masked up and like standing all shy and called up in the uh-huh. back while you all dress <laughs> fancy.
1: Yeah, th- there was oh. also a dinner too. Like uh, Nancy Pelosi had a dinner in California yes, with like some politicians daughter. and some lobbyists, and like all the workers are Hispanic and they're wearing like the mask attending to them, oh. and there's just these rich liberals like, oh yes, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's that like think about this though. Think about <laughs> oh, what what's being built when you have the servants walking in wearing masks and the elites, no yes. rules. I'll tell you, it was re- I, I've been to a bunch of events. For like, you know, like celebrity events and like, you know, expensive dinners. And it always was really weird to me when it's like all of these people are standing around and they're like, you know, eating and drinking and then the, ser- the servant staff comes out and they're like serving you food. And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like I was at, I was at a Google event once, super VIP, like high profile YouTuber thing, a few, like several okay. years ago, maybe like six years ago. And I'm like, I wonder what these people are thinking you know like these these wait staff that are there wearing these weird little uniforms carrying you food and just walking around well all of the elites and you know privileged and you know higher ups are laughing and partying and you're there serving these millionaires like i would never do that i would i would never do that when i was growing up i snuck into those events you know i would sneak backstage and it'd be like i'm here for the show you know i'm not here to to you know serve anybody and now it's even crazier that it's it's almost like don't look me in the eyes when you're serving me. Wear your mask. Don't mm-hmm. you dare speak. What did someone say? Like in the Hunger Games book, there were people servants called Avox. Avox. AVOX yeah. And the and the capital uh, elites like they had their, they had their what, tongues cut out. Yeah. yeah. So they couldn't talk. So they wouldn't talk to the capital elites. And now you have these people wearing masks walking up. I I kind of feel like that would be fun a fun event to do. Be like, just do it in New York. And if you're a performer, you're exempt from the mandate, right? So I could put on an event. And as the performer, be totally exempt from having to do this. And then I would put the rules in place for all of the staff, all the people who live in New York. I'd just be so disparaging. I'd be like, you are you are utter scum. If you're working this event, you are disgusting. Keep your head down at all times. Don't look any of my guests in the eyes, you plague rat. And then, you know, it'd be really funny because then we'll get like a bunch of performers to all just like – be overtly snooty with their pinkies out in champagne <laughs> pointing and laughing and big look at the stupid pores <laughs> they voted for this <laughs> oh
5: my gosh,
3: we're great. rich we
0: don't have to do anything we flew on a private plane you think we have to abide abide by those rules see no one said it to these people in these in their faces aoc can go to this event and be like i'm there for cultural enrichment no mask having some guy in a mask have to walk behind her carrying her dress. Where's the wake-up call for these people who keep supporting this crap? Maybe they need someone to laugh in their faces and say, you love it, you know you do, you sadistic masochist. You love that the rich, wealthy elites can do whatever they want, and you will just sit there and take it.
1: We need to see the revolution, man, of the working class. Yeah, there you go. They're asleep right now. (laughs) Maybe maybe,
0: maybe I really should put on an event. You know what? Maybe maybe Joe can do this, Rogan, when he goes oh, onto the yeah. Madison Square Garden because they got vax mandates. I I I call these businesses in New York and I'm like, You're enforcing this? They're all like, Yes, we are, no medical exemptions. You know, what? maybe I should just book a venue in New York and then just take mm-hmm. all the time on stage to mock and belittle the establishment. I'll be like, Look at you guys, you guys are losers. Pathetic. You wish you were rich. Yeah, but we, we, we don't have to abide by any rules. Look at me on stage. I can do whatever I want. You can't do anything about it. When I leave, I'm going to be getting on a private plane where I don't got to follow any mandates or any mask or anything because that's what it means to be rich. Not like you, you poor little plague rat with your garbage establishment. Follow the rules for the edict of the mayor. Someone needs to say to their faces, maybe get them riled up so they can start saying I demand my freedom and don't disrespect me. America used to be the country where you could be a, a, a piss poor drunk in the gutter. And see the mayor walk by and be like, Screw you, mayor, I don't give a damn and we had free speech. Now's the point. Now we're now we're a nation where the people are like, but the mayor said I have to do it. (laughs) Oh, poor baby. The mayor said so? I guess then you have to just do it. And so long you mentioned this earlier, so long as everyone feels that the public demands it, they just do it. What happened to the Americans who are like, get off my property. I guess they don't live in cities. I, I
3: think that we do need an event like that, Tim. I think you need to put that on because that's the subtext. When you look at the pictures from the Met Gala, that is the subtext, and that is what they're telling you. They're telling you that if you don't make as much money as AOC, right. if you don't have as many Twitter followers as some of those people, you deserve to wear a mask, and they don't have to because they're just better than you. But no one gets it through their head. No one thinks about it that hard. They just take it for granted. They're like, is oh, it, this is, is fine. This is the way things are.
0: Now, now I just got, I got a question, right? The, the, the people who came to the Met Gala New York City is under a mask mandate. Yep. How come AOC wasn't obligated to uh, uh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. It's a vaccine mandate.
4: Vaccine mandate. Not
0: the mask mandate. No. Okay, so no. I was wrong on that one. Okay. But they they all were vaccinated, so I I'll walk that one back.
4: Yeah, so either way, but the exemption they had were like, you know, they were posing for the camera and then you got to show off yourself, so I guess like you don't have to like, you know, follow the mask. Mm. Right. But at the same time like people back your drapes have to. Maybe
0: what, maybe what needs to happen is we need to take it one step further and like put on an event where we not only insist that everybody wear a mask, but they should also wear like a red dress <laughs> Oh. you know, they should all be wearing, it should all be women. They should all be wearing red dresses. They should oh, yeah. like, like handmaids. Handsman too. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then be like, what's, what's, what's wrong? It's a beautiful red dress. Wear your mask and don't look me in the eyes. Call it an interactive right. art
2: piece. Yes. And then you just be belittle them for an hour. And at the end, be real nice and like shake hands <laughs> when you're done and be like, I was on act, but they no won't way. know that. They won't know that. You on stage. live here.
0: You voted for this. You can leave New York at any time. You love it. And you know it. Each and every one of those people, They yeah, want, they want, yeah. To be to have the boot on their neck from, yep. from people like De Blasio because if at any point they didn't, you can walk right out of that city. So why don't they? Poverty. Well, actually, maybe you can't walk out. There's no walking bridge that brings you to Jersey,
2: New
4: York. No, you got to drive through those Jersey drivers. Yeah, right. You, you gotta got the yeah. tunnels. You got to face it. Yeah,
0: so there's no walking tunnels or bridges to get out of that place, huh? You, you take the subway, take a train. You can take the yeah. PATH train to get out of New York. Just swim out of the but Hudson there you River. Go. <laughs> so, in the worst case scenario is you put on the mask. You go on the path train, and then you're out.
5: You're free. And then you start
0: walking. But people want to be there. You know, I'll put it this way. A lot of people are like, I can't move. I don't have the money to do it. And I'm like, what, what you're really saying is, with all due respect, the comfort of your apartment, the job you have in New York is more valuable to you than risking it for your freedom. For me, I feel the opposite. I had an apartment in Chicago. Now, I just got up and left. Got a ride share to California and had no plans. I was like, because my freedom, life, exploration, adventure, discovery was more important to me than stability. So for for most of these people, they're like, I'd rather be safe than free. Not me. And that's the thing. America used to be a country of I'd rather be free than safe, but now it's you know, too many I guess the cities are almost entirely safe over free.
1: Yeah, I was I was pretty shocked because in the beginning of the year I was spending some time in California just interviewing uh, you know, parents who are having struggles with their, with their children with, with, with the mental health. And kind of what you were saying too, Tim, is like when I would speak to those parents, they were like, Hey, my kids' mental health is so important to me. Like I'm literally selling my house now. We're going to Utah. We're going to another state. And I remember too, when we were interviewing, you know, all those kids and documentary thing, I mean, all these kids couldn't play in sports; they were, you know, shut down, lockdown. Yet you turn on the TV, and the Dodgers were on. You know, Tom Brady was winning the Super Bowl, and that's what pissed off a lot of those, like parents. But I've I've met a lot of those parents. I said, "I'm done with California. We're selling this house. My care, my kids' happiness is way more important than this." And then I would follow up, like, "Hey, how's you know, how's your first month in Utah?" They're like, "It's everything. Our, our kids are smiling again. They're playing. You know, we 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 got our life back." Yeah, and- again,
4: like so, like it's going back to our previous topic. It's like two different. Like countries right? right so if you you know if you desire safety and that bubble you know live in california if you desire freedom go to utah i guess so oh. like that's the whole thing like whether like whatever you choose there's a place for it right like
1: there, there was this uh, there's a writer his name is alec uh, mcmillis Mac- and he actually did a great article where he compared the state of texas and new mexico and he looked at the kids who played football so in texas they were wide open playing football New Mexico, they were completely shut down and the suicide rates of those kids skyrocketed. Oof. Um, just, and he said, this is just comparing like those, just those, just those two states, two states and yeah. seeing the amount of kids in New Mexico that ended up, you know, killing themselves f- and, you know, during, during the lockdowns. And he really Jeez. did a great piece of just analyzing both kids on each uh, side. And I'm talking about kids that were like, you know, you could be living in New Mexico, like bordering Texas and you were completely shut down yet like 12 miles away from you. They're playing football on Friday nights. They have that normal life, and he just kind of did a comparison, and it was something I've never seen before. I think in, in Las Vegas they had a Clark County. They had so many. They had so many suicides from the students that the, the like, like the superintendent came out and said, "We have to reopen immediately. It's an emergency." And you know, we need to bring those conversations back. and saying you know the mental health impact um, on these kids is like it's like everything. It's everything. Yeah, it was
4: like a literal single dimension analysis. Like, hey, this is life saved. Was his life's not saved? That's all we care about. And that's the only rule we need to own. That's the only barometer which matters here. Like nothing else matters. It doesn't matter if you lose your job. It doesn't matter if your kid's mental health is down in the gutter. It doesn't matter if you're a single family, single fa- single-income family. None of those factors matters. The only factors matters is whether or not that total number of life saves versus life not saved. Like that's not a way you run things, let alone make policies based on it.
2: Listen up.
1: yeah I think and I saw there was another great uh reporter Lucas uh Thomasson he put out like the stat of like in the military it was like military members that died uh of covid nineteen it was like very low it was like twenty thirty and it was like military members in that same period that died on suicide it was like five hundred six hundred 600. Yeah. and just making those comparisons kind of like what probably steel was say. Steele was doing was the comparison with the chicago kids and in, in, in the in the covid it was yeah, I mean like,
0: and they don't talk about obesity either. Oh
1: yeah, that's I was just saying. Cool. Thirty thirty point
0: two percent of hospitalizations are yeah. are obese related.
1: Just in general, of, yeah. all, of all of them, according to the CDC. Yeah, it's funny because, you you know, you could watch the CNN and they'll be like, oh, we're all about health and get vaccinated and mm-hmm. their commercials are like shoving pain pills down your throat and all these things. It's like, yeah, should <laughs> yeah, sugar, you now
2: take this high blood pressure yeah. medicine to counteract yeah, the negative th- Yeah, it'll be a commercial How like,
1: take this pain pill, then like the next commercial would be like, did you take that pain pill and you were getting these side effects? Call this number. Me too, yeah.
0: <laughs> Think about a fast food meal for just one second. You got a burger, fries. And enough sodium to give you, you know, probably 200 to 300% your daily sodium intake. Lots, lots of fats and sugars and salt. So what do you drown it out with? Huh. Caffeine. You get a big psychoactive stimulant along with your depressing meal to mm. balance it out because you're eating all this garbage that makes you go. Yeah. So what do you got to do? Psychoactive stimulant picks you right back up. Man. Cycle. Talk about just burning yourself out with garbage. I always thought it was funny, you know that, that we have soda everywhere and like a lot of sodas have caffeine in it. And I'm like, this says a lot about our diet. We feel bad, we're sluggish and unhealthy, so we 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 just we have a legal psychoactive stimulant in all of these drinks, caffeine. You can buy caffeine pills and caffeine mm-hmm. gum. Like, yeah, there's something wrong with us if you got to be doing that. Maybe you need to be exercising or doing something. I don't know. Yeah, dinner.
1: like the, the CDC or no health director ever came out and says, hey, guys, we are the fattest country in the world. This we're is what not. you or this but is what you could do. Yeah, Wait, this we is are
4: not the fattest, This is not the fattest country. I'm pretty sure Lebanon is. <laughs>
1: well, we're up there. We're they, up they, there. Yeah. But they, do
4: have, they do have really good food, though.
1: Lebanon. But they never. They <laughs> never just. But they never just came out and said, "Hey, guys, something that could probably help is just you know, 30 minutes of exercise a day. Get you know, get some sun in you. Oh no, they kept. Else matters, yeah, they no. kept. They kept all that info on like on the down low. Um. Yeah, they oh, should I have mandated. They should have mandated. Uh, gym memberships or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Na, na, Nauru, Cook Islands, Palau, Marshall Islands, Tuvalu, Niu, Tonga, <laughs> Samoa, okay, Kiribati. This this we're doing pretty good. Then. We're number terrifying. twelve. Wow. Is that because Coca
2: Cola got in there in in uh in Chile? They used to be in twenty years ago. They were like living life. Yeah, they healthy, should have mandated. They're like um, obese.
1: They should have mandated like every American to watch. uh the uh, Arnold documentary Iron Pump and go pump, get pump, motivated yeah, and go ahead <laughs> yes. and Beach or something. <laughs> or let's, fasting, let, 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 let's, let's,
0: let's jump to this border stuff. The story is um, yeah. the subhead in this story made me laugh. From Fox News Texas Border Patrol agents discover stash houses packed with nearly 100 illegal immigrants but wait none of the apprehended migrants were wearing personal protective equipment. <laughs> a, good, uh,
1: good, good, good
0: job Fox News. Sam <laughs> so you sure
1: that, that's at the Babylon Beach? Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's Fox News is what it says. They, I don't, I don't know uh, wh- why they brought that up. Uh, CBP said none of the migrants had been wearing PPE. Oh my! God. Agents provided them PPE, and they were medically screened before being processed. How? Yeah, you'd think this was a Babylon B. CBP has not said one of the migrants has been positive for COVID nineteen. So, the story here should be that they found a hundred illegal immigrants in a, in stash houses, but for some reason it's turned into like PPE. I guess when you drive a narrative so hard. You got people distracted. I mean, look, that Gabby Petito thing. When, oh. I, when I was out, I know, Just I don't even care. I was talking to this guy earlier, and I was like, well, we're doing a new show. It's like Mysteries, True Crime, Paranormal. And he was like, oh, so Gabby Petito. And I was like, never. <laughs> no, Wait, not why never. not? I
4: want to know. I'm curious. Why not?
0: Because, for one, the story is about a missing woman. Correct. There are probably 300 missing women Many right problems. now with tons of news stories. Oh, yeah. Secondly, we know that she's not alive. Mm-hmm. And that means the missing women who are alive could use some news coverage. So perhaps we can find her or them while they're still alive. Also, this guy involved in the story, apparently there's evidence there was, you know, cross domestic dispute stuff. And I'm Mm. like, okay, look, by all means, report the story like you'd report any other story. But this obsession with it, that's like people just started pushing all these stories nonstop about what's going on with this one guy. And I'm like, there's probably one of these women, serial killer. Hitchhiker, murderer, kidnapper. This is a guy who was in a domestic dispute where apparently, in one video, she was like admitted to hitting him, and then he hit her, and then who knows what happened? I don't know what happened. I'm not going to pretend to know what happened. But it's just one story that they're giving all this attention to. And now here we are talking about. It. I don't care.
1: <laughs> I think my favorite part about that Tim is seeing it with like all the all the liberal media came out and was like, oh, this is a missing uh, white woman syndrome, oh, and they're like, there's, there's we have like every month or every day, 300 indigenous women go missing, and and they don't get the attention. I'm like. You're the mainstream media. You You're done. supposed yeah. to do that. <laughs> you, you, right. yeah, like, wait to a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you you get have to the platform to do that. And and they're, they're the ones in. who don't do it. It's
3: like the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then Brett, who who works here, made a good point. It was like, didn't people nearly burn down the country because a black man was killed? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is just it's, – it's, it's the stupidest trash ever. You know, to a certain degree, I understand what they're saying with missing white woman syndrome. They're wrong, though, because – there are a bunch of missing white women who are not oh, being covered. there was a yeah. video
2: of Petito with her nipples poking through her shirt. That's why. It's a bunch of, like, young, oversexed guys pushing this narrative. No, also, bro. Like, bro.
0: I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's disgusting. But you can Google search missing women and find a bunch of But that's why this women. one got No, you can find a bunch of other attractive young women who are still alive and missing right now. With
2: video of yes. their nipples poking yes. through their shirts.
0: Yes, Ian. <laughs> yes. Well that's why I'm saying this is a stupid story because she had some Instagram followers. I, I think it was all yeah, exactly. chose to push it, I, and then everyone else having nothing better to do were like I guess I'll talk about it too. Well, yeah.
2: they, one thing they had better do is take the spotlight off of the Afghanistan surrender. Oh yeah, that was like a week after that. Yeah, right. but there I a, think a that's lot cool. of other stories. Yeah. I mean, the border crisis. Yeah, there's always something. There's always something. It, it, this no, is it's, what I mean. People love it because it's there's a lot of young men in this country and a lot of missi- missing relationships, and you see a hot girl. It's on same. TV, it's like, man, does that draw people's? There sparkles. are there
0: are probably hundreds, yeah, hundreds of women of the those. same age and same everything with oh, videos. Maybe. maybe it's
2: like the right place at the right time, kind of thing. No, it's just, like this one's good. Sure,
0: sure, it went viral on TikTok, and then the media was like, "We'll roll with this story," and yep. it was it was meaningless and nonsensical. So we got a real story that I don't want to deviate from, <laughs> where we've got stash houses full of illegal immigrants. And so I'm like, I'm gonna talk about that. I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna talk about one missing person. Right. When there could literally, I could, I could talk about other missing people. How about all, all right. the people being smuggled by human traffickers? Mm. There you go. That's not the news.
2: You gotta get a video on them. That's it, man. People like, there's they, tons they of it. They have the what they video? see out of sight, out of mind. Video. And yeah. go yeah. on, yeah. put it on TikTok.
0: Just That's go on my Twitter. Watch. We got the video yeah. Of, yeah. Of, 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 of all the, the people being
1: smuggled. Yeah, smuggled into the country at record numbers. and... And some no, of these they, kids, they don't make the news.
0: these kids are used. Mm-hmm. So some some smuggler will take a child, kidnap them, and then they'll use it to cross the border and say it's my child. Nope. And then as soon as they cross the border, they throw the kid and they walk away. Or, they return or they'll return the kid and give it to somebody else. And this kid has no idea what's going on; is just being used as a trafficking tool, so that bleeding hearts can be like the poor baby. We should make sure they're unified with their parent. And you're like, that's not the kid's parent, dude. That's a smuggler trying to circumvent the law, claiming that kid is theirs. Well, we don't know that. That's, that, that, that's the problem when they talk about child separ- separation. They just make up, oh, Trump was so evil, he separated parents from their, you know, from their kids. Well, how do we know those kids are related right. to those with old parents, people? Yeah. We don't.
1: Even, even last night, Tim, I was in Roma, Texas, and we were documenting the, uh, the human smugglers bringing in these, these Nicaraguan migrants, and there was one man, you could, you could tell, he had, a, he had a little, little boy with him, you could tell that he wasn't the dad, he was grabbing him rough, and when we had the cameras out, he was just, acting really frantic and 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 nervous it's like we're watching in real time and you know where's the media this is a this is what we're seeing at the border. is impacting brown and, and black lives um at a record record number all the all the, the human smuggling the, the trafficking like i said uh july and august is the first time in Border patrol history that back-to-back month over 200 apprehensions i mean you can only imagine all the kids and like i said we witnessed it last night there was this man just grabbing this kid almost like manhandling them and i'm like Yo, I mean, look what's going on. The Border Patrol is like, we know, we know, we know what's going on. Um, there, that's not, that's not the dad. Um, and that's wow. happening every single day. And when, when we're down there documenting the human smuggling, one thing that I always come to mind is like, this is just a little, little bit. part of a border that we're able to see. Could you imagine the, the rest of it in Arizona to New Mexico Jeez. and Texas? And it's happening every day. It's become like the new normal over there. Like over yeah. there, that, that Roma, Texas, they're used to having their raps drop off, kids. Um, sex, traffic, human smuggling. Like I said, they had those, those bracelets. So you could, you could keep track with the, with the proof of purchase and that's not making the news. That's not making, uh, the headlines. That should be like our, our top thing. Like we actually have a humanitarian crisis at our border. I don't know if, if the rest of America just, you know, just because it's the United States, you know, when people think humanitarian crisis, they think, Oh, they think Yemen or the Middle East, but we literally have one here at the southern border and it's happening every single day. It's happening right now while while we're speaking
4: to some extent, like people are like desensitized to it. Mm. Like since like it, the drum was being beaten since like 20 whatever 2017 like the first like prompt puts kids in cages that was the first time when people were like oh there's an actual crisis in the border." and then from there it's was like today it's like
1: oh it got dropped used to
4: get dropped it's Can like I? it's like different group of people back then it was mexico now it's like what haitians and i was
1: speaking to a border patrol agent in these uh in these border facilities right they are, they're in these rooms with they, that they call pods and these pods they're only meant for like eight migrants at a time yeah border patrol agents telling me there's like there. 400 people in these eight person pods each stacked on against each other How many? Like four hundred in each room, where they're only meant for eight. Like he said, there people are literally sleeping on top of each other. Like he he was texting me all this all this information. He's like, hey, with these Haitians, it's even worse, and that a lot of those Haitian males, they came with young like young children, and he's like, we're we're trying to break them up. You know, from the the real falls or not, but they're like, we there's so many migrants, we there, there's just not enough that we could do. And even M- even NBC News put out a report last month that those migrants are being sexually assaulted mm-hmm. um, in those facilities. There's no way to keep track of them. The New York Times put out a report last month that one uh, one out of every three migrant children released into the United States they lose track of.
0: Biden was smuggling kids across the United States. Remember that story? Yep. There's a video of it, and that stuff just disappears. And the funny thing is, Joe Biden's approval rating didn't take a hit from it.
2: Nope. Can I see one of those wristbands? Well, I, let's 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 let's. Can, we'll, I, can I have one of those? Are you giving? Can I have one of those yeah, yeah. to keep? Thanks, man. I if, this is this is it. If you want to remember, I want to remember this.
1: This is just like the reason why I, I kind of collect them and kind of bring them is just to kind of show the kind of like the American audience like this is happening in real time. And they say, you know, on these braces they say entregas, which means delivered, and they actually treat these migrants like almost like an Amazon product, like a shipment. Yeah. So two things either happen: either the migrants have already paid, so they'll be you know they'll, they'll cross and you know they'll be released into the United States, or two is if they didn't pay. Um, their full price then they'll be essentially become indentured servants and slaves here in, in the united states and kind of yeah and then you can see like the little kids always have these bracelets on their ankles so they can't like easily come off um so it's just it's 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 crazy to see see it in 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 person and that it's like it's literally happening in the united states and one border patrol source told me that the cartels are making up to 14 million dollars a day just off human oh, smuggling yeah. not even counting their where does drug this money profits. come from
0: it's the cartel money. Like, it's,
1: yeah. No, no, no. Well, the cartels the are migrants really- Migrants have, are in the cartels. No, no the, the cartels are really smart, is when they get connected with these migrants, these, these huge caravans, is they, all, the majority of, like, the Central Americans, they already have family in the states, so what the cartels do is they, they connect, they get connected with the family in the states, and they make them pay the $5,000, 6000 $7,000 for that fee. So it's very well organized, and the people back in but the where, states- Where,
0: where do they get that money from?
1: The, the, the family in, that already, already lives here in the United States. Oh okay. Yeah, like so, so they like, send their money back to the Yeah, people. so it's okay. like I'm, I was interviewing a couple Salvadoran families that like they had to pay a coyote like $7,000 to get like their cousins here to the border. So like the 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 cartels are smart. They'll get connected with the family members back in the US. They'll make them pay the fee because they have the money and that's how they kind of organize and get here. And like I said and if they don't pay the fee they essentially become indentured servants and that's something that me and Sonic got to see firsthand. We just um you know spent like 2 months In Southern California, documenting these cartels who are coming into that area, they're starting up illegal marijuana growth. So usually, when you know when people hear illegal, you know marijuana grows, it's like, oh, what's what's the big deal? It's just pots, It's just like two hippie dudes in the middle of nowhere listening to reggae but what's happening is that these cartels found out that in California it's so rural these deserts they start up illegal uh, marijuana operations and then they'll smuggle the the migrants from South Texas and force them to work those marijuana grows. and they'll arm them because out there they're having literally cartel battles between other cartels and other migrant groups me me and Sonic got to um, we got to be embedded with San, San Bernardino County um, their marijuana enforcement team, when they, they when they went, raid, yeah, they went to raid, yeah, they went to, to, to raid a, a marijuana grow that was operated by the Chinese mafia. And when we were, we, when we got there, the, the people who were working the, that grow were Chinese, na- uh, Chinese nationals that were smuggled into the, through the southern border undocumented right. and they were crying when they got arrested I mean these are people who are literally working off a debt oh, they right. have no idea that's what's their way of on.
4: paying back to the cartel members by putting their hours in in these marijuana grows. Right. Wow. and but the problem is like the, since the cartel knows like they are like kind of the kingpin so like they are not involved with in the ground to ground so anytime raids happen the people who get arrested are these undocumented immigrants, uh, immigrants. and this is like a whole system Like, hey, you come into the border, and if you're if you are already paid into the system, well and good. If you're not paid, the way you put work in is by basically infiltrating these Californian deserts and by growing marijuana. And not only that, there is like cartel turf wars between different different cartels because there's Mexican cartels, there's Chinese cartels, there's Armenian cartels. So it's like a whole racket. Armenian
0: and Chinese down there in Mexico. No, in
4: California. In California. Wow. In California desert, and we saw all three.
1: Yeah, so when we were out there. We um, we discovered that there's an Armenian crime organization, the Chinese mafia, and Mexican cartels are all fighting in Southern California for these large desert properties. So, when I was out in um, you know, I was covering the border early with the crisis, I met. I met Congressman Mike Garcia, who represents District District Twenty Five in California. So, for the, for those who don't know, District Twenty Five is a purple district, meaning it could swing Democrat, it could swing Republican. That was the it same. Was what's her face? It, is, uh, it was it was the district that Katie Hill Katie had. Hill. But then oh, yeah, yeah. She, she, got she got caught sh- with three of her staffers. <laughs> but what, what happened was is that Mike Garcia won in that special election by less than five hundred votes. And then a year later, into him, you know, serving for Congress, he has now this cartel issue. So when I met, you know, Congressman Mike Garcia, I was like, "Hey, Congressman, like, you're the only representative from California, like." In South Texas, like, how come you're out here? He's like, hey, we have a major Mexican cartel, human trafficking, human smuggling problem back in my district. The crazy thing is, is like, uh, Mike Garcia's district is where my hometown is. So I was like, wait, back in, you know, like Palm Diana Valley, like, we have a cartel problem. He's like, yeah, you got to come see it for yourself. And that's when I called Sonic. I'm like, you know, we need to do a full investigation, find out what's going on. So we went deep dive and went into like, the cartels, the, the human smuggling. We even got like a little spy drone that we would fly over the grow ops. And, you know, there's just so much also layers to this. And what, what kind of really opened up the floodgates was that in, in California, they, they passed Prop 64, which legalized cannabis statewide, mm-hmm. but it downgraded, um, illegal cultivation from a felony to a misdemeanor. And now the cartels kind of opened up this, this black market business. And are just dominating, and then what helps them out in LA County is they have a, a very progressive DA, George Cascone, who I mean doesn't even doesn't charge anyone at all, and it's just it's kind of crazy. And this is all resulting from the southern border. Well, so so what's
0: up with these Chinese cartels? Are they, like how are they getting in? What are they doing?
1: So they're essentially same way as the Mexican Mexican cartels is they start they buy property, start up illegal grow ops, and they'll smuggle their own Chinese nationals. Through, no. this, Mexico. through Mexico. Through Mexico. Mexico. And up, and up to, to California. Like I said, I was, I was shocked to, we, we were shocked because we were like, Hey, these are not Mexican
4: people. Like we walked in. So the sheriff was like, Hey, uh, so we got some, we have a raid coming. Do, do you want to shadow us? And we were like, Yeah, let's do it. And we followed them. And once we pulled up to the, to the grow, we saw the grow. There was like huge, huge, huge marijuana plants getting confiscated. And then we saw like four people like handcuffs on sitting outside waiting to be like put into the car. And then we just, peaked in and they were like clearly not hispanic and then we were like what are the chinese people doing here and they were like oh even they are smuggled through the mexican borders uh, through through the
2: southern border and like that's the gateway yeah, ed calderon was on the show last week and he said it's like an open joke around the world that anyone can get into the u.s through the mexican border they just go to mexico and then they, up they come. i mean they're, they're right
1: they're right and i think when P- when these cartels or these human smuggler groups look at the what happened with the haitians that it almost you know we're we're giving them a better argument because they, all they can say is, "Hey, you just go up to the U.S. You claim you're a family unit. You, we will push you in a caravan. Correct. They can't handle it, so they're just literally going to process you really quick and release you into the United States." And we even did interviews, Tim, with with these Haitians um, outside the airport, and I was like, "Hey, the, you know, were you tested tested for for COVID nineteen before being released into the public?" Nope. Of course not. Oh, yeah.
4: Not only that, they joke. were treating the whole system as like a win. Like they were like, "Oh, we did send back the single males, but we kept the families." I'm like. Okay, (coughs) are these families though? Uh So like this, but there's no way to verify
1: if they're if they're family. So yeah, I mean, like I said, this is all resulting from an open board. It it has really a a lot of consequences, even for just regular American workers. this, This big corporations love the open board because it keeps their wages down. Yep, and I mean, you just get hit all angles. So yeah, me me and Sonic went. Like I said, we did a deep dive. Two months into it, the, the documentary is going to come out, um, next week. So we really hope a lot of people give, you know, just look at it and just kind of see the reality on the ground of, you know, people being human smuggler, human traffic. I think when people think about this, they don't think that it's, that could happen on American soil at the rate it is, but it's, it's happening. And, and, you know, and then Ed said this on your show too, uh, Tim is that people think that the Mexican cartels are not here. They're, they're here. They've been here for years and it's now they're, they're like getting people, more emboldened.
4: People forget about the fact that people usually, don't empathize with the topic because they are like, Oh, once they're here, they're here, like whatever. But like, once they're here, they're in our communities. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, some of them may be like honest workers, but at times they're working for the cartels and growing weed and, you know, terrorizing neighborhoods and deserts where there's like no cop presence.
0: You know, what people don't understand too. Uh, I, I, I did a story on the drought in California several years ago, went to a bunch of farms. I met some, some young kids who were born in America, but their parents were illegal immigrants. And they were working on farms, you know, like picking dates or something on whatever fruits they do and, and stuff like down there. And they were like, Oh yeah, you know, our parents get fourteen bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, That's really interesting. You know, and they were like, Their parents aren't documented, that's what they said. And they make fourteen bucks an hour. And I'm like, Fourteen bucks an hour? Like why not just hire an American? It's actually really obvious. No benefits, mm-hmm. no taxes. So if they can pay someone fourteen bucks an hour, an American would have to get paid more because of taxes mm-hmm. on both ends, the employment tax as well as the, the person's income tax. So when people say things like, well, they're doing the jobs Americans wouldn't want to do, I'm pretty sure if you went to an American and said, you know, 15 bucks an hour, 14 bucks an hour, you know, for a lot bates, of people yeah. would be like, yes, please. Cause, because right now they are the fight for 15 in New York. They they got it basically. But this was this around the same time. Around the same time I'm hearing that illegal immigrants, undocumented immigrants are getting 14 bucks an hour to pick fruit in the fields. Americans are are fighting for a minimum wage at that level because they're not making that much at McDonald's or whatever. So basically, they look at it this way: you know, we're going to pay fourteen bucks an hour to this person, and we're going to save seven point five percent on employment tax. We're going to, we're going to, they're going to save seven point five percent on their end. So we'd have to pay fifteen bucks an hour. We save a little bit, but we're still paying comparable to what an American would get. So yeah, Americans would love to have that job.
2: I when I was in L.A., I was working at a restaurant that had a lot of illegal immigrants working there, and They were the cool people, but illegally in the country. And there was this like building on the street that had all these like apartments in it where they stayed and it was like for illegal immigrants and it was super cheap rent and I wanted it. It was super nice, but compared to my place, but so yeah.
1: But this concept too, like it would, you know, years ago, like even Bernie Sanders would come out and said um, that he didn't support open borders because of the how it impacted American wages. So even you know he had a you know he got pushed by the by the progressive group, but even even he saw and I think just you know we got to take out the politics and just say this is an American, yeah, yeah, this is an, an American problem that we're seeing and. Right now, the people who are suffering the most and being taken advantage of are these, like, legit family units or these innocent, you know, p- people that live in these countries that are getting sold this dream of, like, hey, you just come to the U.S. You got to get temporary protective status. The, the time is to come now. The Biden administration put that signal. I remember during that campaign, Kamala Harris had that, that famous quote that went viral. was like, you know, if you come here and illegally, we're not going to deport you. That's inhumane. We're going to be the more hum- humane organization. I mean, just that little quote you just gave the cartels. No, the, no. The Biden ammo.
0: said, come to the border.
2: The
1: whole idea, Biden yeah. said,
0: surge the border if you want to come, come.
2: The, the, give us your weak, your sick, your poor. Wasn't that the American thing back in the day? That's not the America of today. You, you, we're you, overloaded. You, no,
0: you mean going to Ellis Island to be processed? Yeah, like not, come
2: immigrants, everyone. That was a 100 years ago. We're not well, in that position now the, to take the, all these new that, immigrants. That was
0: a poem at an island where immigrants were being processed legally. Of
2: course. Of course. Well, but what, I don't even think we can handle, I mean, we can barely handle legal immigration right now. This I country think is we, overloaded I think, we can handle legal, I
0: think we can handle legal immigration. The problem is how can you handle legal immigration when we can't track all of the illegal immigration? Exactly. So we're like, hey, we want to allocate X amount of space to people. We've got this line of people, and then everyone just rushes in. You're like, I don't know where everybody went or what our resources are anymore.
1: Yeah, and, and look what happened with the Haitians. 15,000 came. and
0: From Chile and Brazil.
1: Yeah, and then they get processed, and they got released in, in the United States all in under like a week just because – the Haitians under that bridge was looking bad optics for the Biden administration. Yeah. They're like, "Hey, just hurry up, speed it up. We don't even care if you test them or not. Just get them, get them, get and them out like, of here."
4: The thing which also bothers me, and this is like a devil's advocate argument, is just like Haiti is actually a messed up country. Like, there's like so many things wrong with Haiti, especially with the president getting murdered and like earthquakes and stuff like that. So there may be some people with actual asylum claims there. So, but when you overload the system and you have been doing that for like five, six years. Maybe those people, like, you know, who are supposed to get asylum in an ideal world are, like, lost
1: in the dust. And guess what? There's even more coming. There's already 10,000 stuck in Tapachula, Mexico. There's even thousands more making their way through through Colombia and Panama. And it's not just the Haitians. It's the Venezuelans that are still coming at a record number. Central Americans are still coming at a record number. We were literally documenting the human smoking last night in in Roma. And it's just like... You know, when I, when I speak to border patrol, it's like, you know, the, the, for them, and it's kind of a little bit obvious now looking at the hindsight, but it's like, just the removal of Trump's, uh, you know, remain in Mexico policy really just opened up the floodgates because yeah. the thinking was for the migrants during the Trump administration is, why would I pay the cartels and human smuggling groups to cross into the U.S. illegally for the Trump administration to give me a court order, but I would have to wait in a border town in Mexico, which is most likely cartel related. The risk is just too high. So when the Biden administration came out and said that it's removing the Remain Mexico policy, that literally just opened up the floodgates. But didn't
0: a court overrule that and say, got him?
1: A, a court overruled it and said, you have to do it. But we, I mean, from my, from my reporting, we haven't seen any evidence of those, yeah. uh, migrants having to wait in Mexico. I mean, we just saw with the Haitians. If, if it was true, those, yeah. those Haitians would have had to stay in Ciudad uh, Cunha. They were going back yeah. and forth. Yeah, yeah. Like I, there's no border. Yeah, I was in the. I don't know if you guys saw the video on, on Twitter, but I was in the water while, when they were transporting supplies, and I, I would. I, I asked the Haitian, the Mexican said, "Hey, how come you're staying here and not going over there?" They're like, "We were only eating like one time a day over there, so it's like I'd rather be on the Mexican side." <laughs> wow. But wow. now the Mexican authorities went to the Ciudad Acuna. It was like a makeshift. You know, Haitian camp, and they made those Haitians move. So we're getting reports right now that there's thousands of Haitians going to Reynosa, Mexico, which that means the direct town across from them is uh, McAllen, Texas. One of the hardest hit sections in Texas is that RGV area
2: man you, you were saying earlier, I think that um Haitians that had moved to haiti or uh, that had moved to Chile yes yeah, so, so, are, are were living in Chile for a long time they 've been there now they come up here and they get deported from the u s but they get deported to haiti well
1: essentially what, what happened happening is all these Haitians were living in Chile had already had chilean i d s refugee status and things like that. Then when the, when we made the transition from the Trump to the Biden administration, the, the care, the smugglers told them, your time is now if you want to make, make a run to the states. So we had thousands of Haitians come up, but they got stuck in Tapachula, Mexico. So that's the border town in South, and South Mexico. The government there actually didn't let the Haitians travel without proper documents. The only thing is, is that the government never, never actually processed documents. So what, what happened was, is you had thousands of Haitians living in Tapachula, waiting for something to happen, like sleeping on the streets, while thousands more kept coming. So so many came. On the week of September 12th, which is actually a Mexican holiday called El Grito, the local government gave them a three-day pass to travel, wow. and they ended up the, the human smugglers. Everyone they moved them up to Ciudad uh, Acuña. Now Ciudad Acuña is one of the few border towns that's actually not like cor- controlled by a, a cartel smuggling group. So meaning that's why in those videos you're able to see the Haitians walk that river back and forth, bring supplies because they didn't they didn't have to pay. If they did. Once they cross that one time, it, it's done. And that's why when we're with the Haitians, you don't find the wristbands at all. Well, look, look, t- tell us about – pull out the
0: wristbands and let's actually go through it this time and just tell us about what they are, what they mean. So uh, Jorge has got a bunch of these wristbands. These are human smugglers. Put these on, on people, on Here, why kids. Yeah, at least
1: keep these Is It's good to yeah. – That's kind of um, scary. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, so these <laughs> are the – so this is what um, kind of our reporting has showed is that the Central Americans have to pay a human smuggling group or cartel group to, to cross – uh, the Rio Grande River and the different color wristbands means there's different human smuggling groups. So here we have red ones, we have some black ones, and we have some purple ones. The majority of these ones say entregas, which means delivered. That means the, the product has already been delivered. So either if they haven't paid their, the full payment, then they become indentured servants on our side, but they we'll also hold, have to pay we'll for the kids. Yeah, these are. It's insane to to see it in, in person because I mean, literally, la- like,
0: pull it straight so people can read what it says. Yeah, like I mean, like like literally, entregas. literally
1: last night, guys, we were. Interviewing migrants coming from Nicaragua, or human smuggler, right in front of us. We have the video; it's it's up on Twitter, and um, we got to collect these from the mic The reason that I keep getting asked, like, why do you collect them, is like we're we're trying to show these are numbered, people. dude. These yeah. have serial numbers. Yeah, like yeah. And, and it's different. Like, it's different. You know, for me, just telling you, like, hey, this is what's going on. And then when you see it in person, you're like, whoa, wait, they, dude, this is this is, is this is a like,
0: mechanized yeah. industry. Oh, there yeah. is a serial number on these bands. Yep. Four, well, well organized.
1: Four thousand
2: yes. one hundred eighty-six. hundred yeah. eighty six. four, four, eight, and,
1: and Ian. And then like, like last night, like the little kids would have them on their on, like their one, ankles. Two, four, and it's just, it's, it's crazy how they treat these people. And like I said last night, there was a moment where one of the the males from Nicaragua had his little boy, and you could just tell he was not the father. I mean, he was manhandling this kid like a product. And when we when we had the cameras filming him. He was frank, frantic, trying to trying to like hide behind a, a national guardsman. And the the crazy thing, too, Tim, is being there in person is so you know on the Mexican side we're witnessing the, the raft come with the with the kids. I mean, we're talking about babies in these boats that could drown. I mean, it's it's like one of the saddest scenes when they get dropped off on the American side and, and seeing that struggle. But so what they they come from the Mexican side on the American side is a national guard with flashlights directing them to come here. So then they'll literally drop them off right in front of the national guard. And sometimes the national guard goes in and assist them. And then so we asked them, like, you know, how come you guys don't pursue the human smugglers? According to them, they say they don't arrest the human smugglers because their worry is that when they go to arrest them, that they'll flip over the raft. So then the kids would drown and then all the attention goes to the kids. But I I just can't believe this. Like, it's just happened it. so brazen. Yeah. I, I, I it. So so it doesn't even matter. We could have every single National Guard from every single state be there. But it, they're literally doing nothing. I mean, and then they have like M16s. I don't even have they're not even loaded. Dude, migration
2: so, has been the downfall of a lot of nations over the, over the, look malaria. at,
1: look at, look at Sweden right now. They're, huh. they're sure. struggling massively with having all these, the, the, huge influx of, that's, a, I
0: actually don't think that's true. Uh, a lot of the problems that Sweden's facing has to do with 20 years ago. So okay. when the, Somali, Somali refugees, and it's not even the refugees, it's their kids who are, who are, because Sweden is so overwhelmingly racist. What they did was in the 90s, they brought in a bunch of Somali refugees. Those refugees then had children who are 100 percent somali but born in sweden speaking swedish and then because swedes are so racist they were like we're not going to give you jobs or education so you basically created this you create ghettos and then these people who are from sweden aren't viewed as somali by their you know family in somalia and they're not viewed as swedish by people in sweden so they form pocket communities effectively viewing themselves outside the state so that's that's sweden's sweden's issue and i and I, i you know of all the people to, to, to talk about social justice or whatever. Now Sweden's legit racist. Like, they will not give you a job if you do not conform. And we, we talked to a bunch of Americans who said the same thing. So it's maybe, maybe race isn't the race war, right word, right word. Maybe they're like, they're like, um,
4: homogenous, like, nationalist. Nationalists.
0: Yeah. 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 Like if you are not discernibly he- Swedish in accent and color, they won't hire you. It becomes very, very difficult. But they will create ghetto subsidized housing. I mean, like literal ghetto, not, you know, subsidized housing blocks where they'll put you and then be terrified when violence breaks out. So it, so it is it is
2: a bit different, you know, in Sweden. Yeah, going back to the the Roman Empire, basically part of the downfall of that was all the mass migration from the north because the Huns were coming from the east and it's just you know, just spilled over and then you'd see in desperate times there would be these huge like like civilizations would be migrating and the Romans would go murder them all because they couldn't they couldn't handle it. It was like if they come we lose. So they would. So, like, this is the a horrible dystopic future that could happen if we don't somehow solve this. Yo,
0: it's happened. It's it's happened.
2: Well, we have technology. We have like long range communication now.
0: 1.4, 1.5 million apprehensions this year, not counting the people who, who right. break through without being caught. This it's unprecedented. This is, you know, people are. You know, people say I'm I'm doomer. I'm black-pilled. We shouldn't be. We're gonna win. I'm like, you, you didn't understand something. We, freedom may win, but not before the system around us falls apart. So where you are, things might actually start getting, I mean, it's bad right now, right? But I don't think the United States survives everything that's happening from the mandates, from the, from the, the breakdown between states, the social cohesion to the mass migration. It's just, I don't see the republic as it stands surviving this. Now, as for us as individuals and our culture, I think it's going to be a good for a lot. Like Texas is going to do better. Florida will do better. West Virginia will do better. New Hampshire will do better. New York and California, I suspect, will do worse. But maybe those people will enjoy it and they'll be happy with it.
1: Tim, did you see, uh, Sarah Silverman come out and was like, oh, we need to no. split, split it to like USA 1 and USA 2? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's not about, it's not about
0: we need to. It's that the sentiment is there and I think we're on that track no matter what we want to do. Yeah.
1: It, I mean, because we have two down. different populations in America. It's, we have the, I listen to everything the government tells me and then we have the, hey, stay, out, stay out of our lives. We still want to keep that old school American style. So we're seeing, um, that split. But what's actually also interesting on the immigration is, uh, Chile this past week was actually holding protests against the Venezuelan migrants that are coming into their country. So we're seeing kind of that kind of play out in, in South America as well. But as of right now, we're getting reports that more Haitians are making the trek to the, uh, U.S. Mexican border.
0: Yeah. And uh well, it was fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but thats, hey, black, Soviets, pill. that's black pill. Soviets only. Yeah, yeah. That's a black pill. Yeah. While he's
4: holding a literal black pill.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Ian's obsidian. <laughs> Soviet Union only lasted sixty-nine years. The United States, we got you know two hundred and about two hundred seventy, almost two hundred sixty something. Right? Is that what we're at?
1: Yeah, and just letting in this huge migration isn't good. I mean, and then we're also seeing with all the, um, kind of the Afghan immig- immigrants that we just, we just brought in, mean, refugees we just uh-huh. brought in. There was those already, there are already reports of some sexual assault in some of the military camps that they're staying at. We just have to vet these people. I was, I was speaking to Border Patrol agents. They're saying it's impossible to vet, uh, these migrants at the, at the pace that they are. They say it takes such a long time. They're like, there's no way we know anything about these people, especially the gotaways. That's actually the, the real yeah. scary number.
0: When you when you t- look, so there's a lot of stuff we talk about when we say, like, the republic is falling or whatever. Joe Biden's rule by decree. Separation of powers are, are, are completely gone. The states are so far at odds with each other. There's there's no there's no uh, um, compromise. The Democrats are like, get rid of the filibuster and ram through our agenda in the face of Republicans instead of just take care of your own states. Why should New York ram through an agenda for West Virginia? It makes no sense. But what are we hearing in response? Conservatives being like, if we get the House back, we're going to impeach Biden. And you know, I respect that. They should. But they're like, "You know, we'll get rid of the filibuster, then we'll ram through stuff. And it's like, bro, the only track we're on is it breaks apart. But when you mentioned the National Guard is just fanning these people in and being like, well, there's not much we can do. It's right. like, dude, when your border can't guard its border and people can walk back and forth for takeout, you have no border. And if you have no border, you have no country.
1: It's, it's honestly – it's a, it's a joke tim how these how you know just watching like them go back and forth then you know seeing the national guard i'm like what are we doing to And, and there's like literally no no enforcement and the cartels continue to win the the establishment politicians that put, push these policies continue to win, and I just don't know how, how long we could sustain this. I think we're on pace right now for two, um, like two million apprehensions at the U.S. southern border, still not counting, uh, those, those gotaways that get in. We have these large family units that we don't know if they're family units getting processed into the United States, getting flown all over the country. I just flew to, today from, uh, from the McAllen airport to Dallas, and in on my flight, I mean, it was the majority were Central American migrants holding those being little flown. folders. holding with the folders that say, wow. I don't speak any English. Can you help me with my next flight? And, and then, and then on the other side, it has all the, um, all the, like, where they're stopping. So, say, like, McAllen to Houston to New York or McAllen, Houston to New Jersey, whatever. So, they're being flown all over. So are the Haitians. Like I said, the majority of Haitians that I interviewed are going to Florida, but still, they're, they're getting flown all over and there's no track. Um, there's no way to track these migrants. And and, and another thing is there's no way to make sure that they even go to that court order. I was speaking of border patrol uh, sources. They say only 13% of the time they even go to that to that court order. So it's they 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 already said we essentially just already let them loose. And then when you speak to the Haitians like, hey are you gonna go to your court order? They're like What? I live here now. Yeah. <laughs> so they look at me like I'm like I'm crazy was, So that's the that's the situation that uh we have a hand in supposedly we're still going through a pandemic yet we're releasing thousands of folks, uh we're not tested for COVID nineteen
0: Who was it uh Peter Ducey is that his name mm-hmm. the journalist Yeah Peter and Fox. He, yeah. yeah he asks uh Sacky are you testing these people for COVID when they cross the border? And she's like, "No."
1: Yeah, she's like, she's like, "Oh, we're not testing them because they don't plan to stay here long." And I'm like, "Well, Unlike that's the opposite." Tourists. Yeah, I'm like, "That's the opposite." We're seeing on the ground. The thing is, when they get a court order, these migrants, that court order could take up to even three years for to, for them even to have a date. What, so, what is
0: the red bracelet?
1: These are just like I said. It's like, yeah, it's like every every color is a different migrant or smuggling group. So. Last, last night we were running into the same group with, with all these, uh, with all these black, black bracelets and the majority of the migrants that we spoke to last night were coming from Nicaragua. We did meet two from Cuba, which I was pretty, pretty shocked, but every time that we're down there we want to show these people that, or show the American audience, like, look what's going on at an alarming rate and the thing is, it's like the, the national attention from the border, it, like the spotlight moved as soon as the Haitians got cleared out of the bridge like, we were there all the mainstream media left and they were done and i was like you know what let's let, let's continue to to show people what you know what's going on and i'll be back i'll be back in texas pretty soon but it, the, 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 this situation like i said it, it rolls out not just you know texas but like how you know sonic and i being in california seeing those migrants being forced to work the, the, those grow ups and it's happened all all across california and in different states as well
0: you, what, what, you, you were saying in, like, in ancient Rome, they were dealing with a migration crisis?
1: Yeah, the Huns
2: came from the east and, and tons of civilizations fled into, like, northeast Rome. I mean, is that basically the fall of the empire? is was a big part of it. Yeah. There was also,
0: I, mean, I, wasn't there like a credit crunch?
2: Um, I don't know. I know in Greece there was. I don't yeah. know if in ancient Rome there was. It
1: does feel though, like China is laughing at us, seeing this huge demise and, Kind of everything you were saying too, Tim, with like the state powers and stuff. But it's also that our elites in this country are not even loyal to this country. They have already aligned themselves with with, with China, whether it's big business, whether it's entertainers or politicians. They've all decided that they have aligned themselves with, you know, the Chinese. Maybe Communist maybe Party.
0: 2008 was the iceberg, and since then the elites have been like, well, we got 20 years. Start collecting that silverware to sell off and they hit up China and say look our ship's sinking we want a place you want mm-hmm. we want a safe landing so we'll give you all the good fine china from the boat that's what we're facing
1: look at uh, the whole situation with uh, with a uh, John Cena you know he came out and said something about positive or I think he like recognized Taiwan and then within 2 days he's already making his video in mandarin apologizing so to sad. the to the chinese people like, but, but that's all that's that's all the american companies do the same thing is they they'll bow down their head to china that's why um that's why I love South Park when they continue to troll China and, and, and Jing and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, like I said, our elites, our politicians have all aligned, uh, with, with them. And, you know, they're not loyal to this country. I mean, we, we've already been seeing this, you know, in the NAFTA and the trade deals when we shipped all of our, uh, manufacturing jobs to China. And, you know, we saw states like Michigan and Ohio, Penn State, I mean, uh, and Pennsylvania lose all that manufacturing jobs. And we saw all those basically, you know, huge unemployment in men. That, you know, we're used to, you know, I'm talking about like single income family men now have no, have no jobs because the those manufacturing jobs got shipped. Either now we're seeing on the southern border all the fentanyl and opioids getting, getting pushed into those same communities.
0: It's a bit apocalyptic, I guess. Black You know, I think, the, I think in the long run, I mean, humanity is going to be fine. But for a lot of people, I think they view America as the world. And so what I see it is like, you know, look, if, in the end, West Virginia, Texas, New Hampshire, Florida, Wyoming, whatever, Red State, says, we're going to do our own thing, is that really the end of the world? Is it really bad?
2: I don't know. No, definitely not. The Sea Peoples, another group of migrants, 1200 BC or something, that came from the north, and no one knows why, but they overran Mesopotamia. And it was the end of, like, civilization as it was known. And then, like small dark age and then you start to see like the the resurgence but that's just the nature of reality is is tragedy and migration i don't know we have great technology you know long-range electricity well long-range communication electricity so maybe maybe we can use the american ideals and rewrite like a a more organized system for the globe i think it's beyond nationalism at this point obviously these borders don't really matter anymore but it's also yeah, like okay. a huge,
1: it's a huge cultural problem because these people are not going to assimilate. And if they're working low, you know, low wage, low skilled jobs, they're most likely going to get on some type of welfare that then after that, the American taxpayer has to pick up that bill. Not
4: only that, like, let's say if someone's whole ideology is l- not aligned towards, you know, protecting ma- ma- protecting what America is based on and stuff like that. And like, they go towards empathizing more with these migrants. So like, think about like i would appeal to them like think about what they have to go through right because like when we were talking to all these people in the deserts they were like we watch these people run these marijuana camps all these illegal immigrants they do not look happy they have to work in like 100 degrees out in the open running these pot farms being forced to do so if they don't abide by these rules they get killed cartel will kill them so if you are like just Like as like, let's say you're like a full-on progressive, and you're all about immigration and all about letting people in. Like, just think about what conditions these people have to go through. But the fact that Sonic
1: they don't because this is impacting Black and Brown people at a record number, and they're nowhere to be found. Not not one progressive has even came down to the border and says, "Look at these conditions. Look at these uh, facilities that are that are overpopulated by over 500 percent. Some of these facilities, like I said, some of these pods are only made for eight people. They got 400 people in there." Even NBC News is reporting that they're getting sexually assaulted. Where is that outrage? Only when they need votes, they'll come. They yep. they come speak up. But that's it.
4: Yeah. Otherwise, it's a conspiracy. Like, look at the photos, and like they came from like the Haiti situation. Like those photos were like horrible to look oh, at. Yeah. Like if if like let's say you have like no empathy whatsoever to like like the American ideal and protecting populism and all that stuff. Like just empathize with these people. Like this whole situation at the end of the day was created by. Our this policies. Whole, these policies and these attracted these people and they were like all starry-eyed and let's say a little exploitative. like let's take advantage of it and now they're going through this whole mess like as a super progressive person like i'm pretty sure this is not what you wanted to see all these people like go through all this mess
1: yeah i'm I'm interested now in the, the 2024 race because immigration is going to become again a, a top issue a lot of democratic voters that i'm speaking to every day the immigration issue is getting them to switch. They said, okay, hold on. And that's why Biden's approval rating just kept dipping. And then we, we were speaking to some of DHA sources who they told us the Biden administration was taking such a political blowback on the Haitian migration. They said by Friday, those, those, all those Haitian migrants need to be off the bridge and port of entry open. We're going to act like nothing ever happened. But so I,
0: I don't think Democrats can survive politically.
1: No, this is a huge blowback.
0: I mean, you got a year, basically an eternity. So we'll see what happens. But Biden's approval ratings in the gutter. Yeah. The honeymoon period's over. People are starting to wake up to the fact that this guy's out of his gore and he can't run or manage anything. I, I think Joe Biden's presidency was literally a steal all the silverware before the, the, the people find out what your, your plan is. So it's like South Park. Remember that South Park episode from 2000? I think it was 2008. Obama and McCain run for president. And oh. The real the real point was a was a, a heist. They, they needed to get access to the White House, so it was like, uh, it was like Ocean's Eleven or whatever. Yeah, it
1: was like through China, I was Like, whoa. That's
0: what it is. Joe Biden was like, I'll get pre- uh, once I become president, I can extract as much as I can from the system before it implodes.
1: And, uh, Kamala Harris has also taken a huge hit on her popularity because she basically got assigned sign Borazar, yeah. And she's been taking a hit, and according to like, like the, some of these White House sources who have came out talk, and are talking, they're saying, on here doesn't want to visit the border because she doesn't even want to take the blame anymore. And she kind of felt like they put her in that position, but she's, she's taking a huge hit. Biden is taking a huge hit because on this one issue, you could get those Latino Democrat voters to say, hold on, this is our people now. I'm not voting for this again. So we'll see. And then all those, um, you know, and the data backs it up because if you look at the Texas border towns, they're all 80% majority Latino in 2016. All those border towns voted overwhelmingly for Clinton. I mean, they're Democrat. Then. 2020, Trump won all those counties by the border. And if yeah. you're seeing those, uh, working class Latinos finally say, this is enough is enough. It's impacting our local communities. I just inter, I, I put up the video out on Twitter where I interviewed Latino working class in Del Rio and they were just livid at the Haitian migration situation. I mean, that was speaking, I was, I was speaking to one resident whose brother is a veteran. He said that when he, his brother needed to go to the hospital, they were full of migrants. They could not help him out.
0: Next year is gonna shock. I, I think it's, it's fair to say. If, if the trends continue with the border of Texas oh, and with is. Miami, a blue district going red, I mean, Democrats might be shocked. Historically, a president doing this bad should lose 30 to 50 seats.
1: The border wasn't even this bad under Obama. I mean, and the thing is, when we were covering the border crisis in the beginning, I kept thinking, oh, it can't get worse than this. Even it, the numbers continue to get worse. Like I said, July and August, first back to back months, over 200,000 apprehensions were already over 1 million if uh i think by the same rate last year we're already at a five percent increase i mean 500 percent increase in, in apprehensions this is n- nothing like we've ever seen before i speak to border patrol they're overwhelmed and now they're also they also not only are they overwhelmed with the situation they're, they're not getting any help from the administration and then to, to top it off they're now being attacked politically by that administration with these fake viral photos of them Just getting photo, whipped you yeah. know what i what i love about that story is the photographer for that uh Two days ago, told El Paso uh, KTSM, which is you know lo- local news station, that him and his colleagues didn't see any whipping at yeah. all. Yet the all Biden lies. administration ran with it. Uh, Jensaki came out and announced that the Biden administration is going to ban horse patrol in the Del Rio sector, and those agents that they are put on leave.
0: All lies. Let's go to super chats. See what the audience has to say. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Become a member at timcast.com for that member segment coming up. But don't forget, it's not just about that one segment. We got a huge library. You can click that little magnifying glass symbol, search for any name you want. Boom! There's all of the crazy segments from over the past year or so since since January. So definitely want to check that out. All right. See, so we got Nikolai says, "Hey Tim, would love to see Dave Smith and Hassan on the next little debate you have on TimCast." Also, woman I at UPenn worked there for twenty years and got fired for not taking the vaccine. Um, Dave Smith and Hassan debate would be amazing. They're both invited. Um, there you go. There's the word. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dave would 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 absolutely be on board. Hassan, I can respect as a very busy guy, but I'd love to have him. So if they're interested, we sh- we should totally do it. All right. Michael Fernando Melo says, "Great show, Tim crew. Heard of this?" Augustin Karsten's GM of the BIS. A key difference with the CBDC is central bank will have absolute control of the rules and regulations. Bad vibes. I'm not familiar with what those things are.
2: BIS is Bank of International Settlements, which is kind of the mother central bank of all the central banks on Earth. Not all of them, but a big one in Switzerland. And that kind of you see the, the Federal Reserve of New York of Bank of England and the Bank of Australia funnel their funds through the Bank of International Settlements with no oversight. Boom.
0: Martin says a great doctor once told me that the wisdom comes from the nurses. They know what's up. Many doctors mm. are glorified search engines, no actual authority. Interesting.
1: That's correct. interesting. Is
0: that is that true?
3: That is actually correct. So many human errors have been caught by nurses. So many lives have wow. been saved because of wow. it. They catch with the doctors. They're up to date with the patients.
0: All right. Jamie Goodberry says, Is it New York City or New York? There is an unbelievable difference and upstate hates the city. Huh. Mm. That's true, That's but true. uh they're um you know, they're in it. <laughs> that's right yeah, That's the state. I mean, yeah. like, what do you do? Should the city secede from the state? They'd collapse in two seconds. Huh. All right. Jonathan Galtarini says For George, Eddie Guerrero was my first hero. LOL.
1: Latino Heat. Oh. You always, go. baby, Always got to represent.
3: Love it. Make
0: 1984 Fiction Again says Hassan has never added any substance to any subject. Him having as many followers as he does is a bigger threat than any virus. Dave Smith <laughs> tore him up today. It was uh, heavyweight versus welterweight. Why wow, was there a boy. debate or something? Oh,
2: space I right? don't know. Yeah, yeah, I gotta check cool. the, the- On where? Tour. Like on Twitch or something? Hassan's no. been saying he wants to bridge
1: the gap politically, so. Oh, that's ironic. Well, that's like, cause anyone that disagrees with him is an automatic white supremacist. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ooh. like, that's, that's- Yo, if someone comes out and says, I have an issue about X, and then you go, haha, well, why? I'm like, bro. Quiet. That was the same
4: playbook, uh, what's-his-face, Carlos Maza ran on Twitter all the time.
3: Carlos.
2: Good old Carlos. Mm
3: -hmm. Whatever
2: happened to him, I don't know. Dipped out. (laughs) He was in the spotlight for about four months. I know, like the
4: whole Stephen Carlos
0: situation, everything was just gone. Roberto Lara says two things, Tim. One, the cult is afraid of the unvax and the anti-mandators. And two, we as humans will never be perfect. The only ones who are perfect are our pets who look up to us. Cheers, gang. Love that. I mean, sort of. Uh, Bucko is just like pissing all over the joint. My pet is perfect. <laughs> so we had to just let him go outside and yeah. you know, let him do his cat stuff. Yeah, Far true. from perfect. Pee he's, he's been much there.
2: happier since we took that big jacket off of him. He's he started perfect. crawling up on me now. Yeah, he's, No, he's not happier. He's happier with me. He's, I think he, <laughs> he knows that I'm the one that pushed him. He loved it.
0: that thing. We we. we, we <laughs> He loved it. He would get. It he would, was he would, filthy he would, though. It was a
2: couple weeks that we hadn't watched. Ian
0: it. just has this weird idea that the cat.
2: <laughs> I could think he was going to w- slip out of a branch and get hung, like hanging out of oh, a tree. No, on it. no, that's graphic. Now yeah. he's
0: wearing a bell
2: yeah. that jingles. You can hear him coming,
0: and he hates it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's why he liked the armor. We we had this like this silent thick leather cat armor. And he's outside or whatever. I All right, was curling see. up
2: outside my room.
0: Sirp YouTube says Ian there's an interview with Adam Stokes called "The Most Wanted Man in Crypto." Mm-hmm. Check it out. think you will find it interesting. Thank you. Cool. Bonker says, sometimes I hate legal precedent because they'll say, oh, there is precedent, but it was unconstitutional the first time. We just didn't fight it like we should have. Huh. And thus is it's the true. slow erosion of our rights. Yep. Cell Rin says, my college requires a test every 14 days for the vax and every four if you don't. Thanks. It's free at Jeez. least, but you can't come to class without it. You also have to fill out a survey every day to get into buildings. I would just be like, nah, I ain't doing it. And That's then they'd work. be like, you're expelled. And I'd be like, okay. There you go. Camel of the Mojave says the war on terror is coming home, and these people need to justify their budgets. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. Broke, uh, Brokages over Hokages <gasps> says, me. I've been told my, uh, by my boss, since I'm a private contractor, I may need to get the vaccine. Since my dad is the owner, I will tell him that I quit if I'm required. <laughs> Wait. Okay do Wait, it your boss is mm-hmm. your dad no 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 no. Confused. i think his boss is not his dad okay. His dad owns it but he has someone he oh has yeah. it. that'd that's be awesome gabriel martinez says i bet tim is vaccinated everybody <laughs> ask if he is and i will respond with when was the last time you had sex with your wife oh, yeah. oh. classic <laughs> <Tom> <laughs> yeah i think my my position is strictly you go to your doctor you talked about what's right for you and nobody else's business yep the, one of the biggest problems I have with the mandate is that there could be someone who's got like a weird medical issue it's embarrassing and then you go to the restaurant with your friends and they're like where's your vax card and then you gotta be like I'd like to publicly answer all my friends that I have a very embarrassing condition that's oh, right yeah. nah it's not any, it's anybody's business yeah. you know alright let's see Nick S says Tim I know you're joking but please stop talking about how rich you are even in jest <laughs> becoming a little ridiculous you see the point of it is not a single actual leftist rich person will come out and ever admit that they're exempt from all of this
5: Hmm. so
0: how do you get a regular working class person who's not paying attention to 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 wake up okay tell them straight up yo if you're rich in this country if you're rich in this world you are 100 percent exempt from everything so there's that meme that goes around if the penalty for a crime is a fine it's only illegal for the for the lower class Mm, true, but there are yeah. some countries that do speeding tickets by percentage of your income, so that's
5: brutal. That's brutal.
0: Yeah, like some rich dude driving <laughs> down and you know the road, and he gets pulled over, and he's like, "All right, let's see." That'll be a hundred thousand dollar ticket. The guy's yeah. Like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, but in the U.S., in, uh, in like I used to live in Wrigleyville near uh, Cubs Field, Wrigley Field, people would just park illegally, blocking my driveway, like my apartment or whatever, because they were like, "We don't care." Yeah. It's it's, it's $100. Than a hundred dollar yep hundred dollar ticket cheaper than parking, so they would just say whatever maybe parked like double parked to the side don't care they're not going to tow they can't tow everybody so people just park it probably still do it yeah. yeah all right Eric Speed says hello please tell Ian that they are both vented and unvented and ninety five masks also have Ian check out heirloom wheat like Anson Mills thanks for doing what you do Tim all right there you go thank you. T-Baz says, "F yeah, that rant is worth my first super chat." See, some <laughs> people like the, uh, you know, yelling at people because they're letting the the, the rich get away with all this stuff. <laughs> That's good. Worth the plague about. doctor says we don't get the vaccine because we see it's not right, effective, doctor. and how many people have had horrible reactions? It damaged my heart, and since I can't get the booster shot, I am losing my career. F them. Oh. are they are they mandating the booster for no, you? No, we. I haven't mm-hmm, seen yeah mm-hmm, Just for old, it's over
1: sixty five and up on the booster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. FDA didn't approve it for everyone yeah. yet
2: it's coming it's coming yeah. well yeah, be man, careful we may be manifesting a dystopian future if we talk Ugh, about that it's so. already here it's already I here think we, so. we the future is never here you know this is the present i <laughs>
1: think i
0: think we talked about with luke freedomistan did we talk about that on the show did we last week Free-Dama no a while stan. ago yeah freedom stan. it means like freedom city Got but it. you know stan is stan means city so um i think we talked about it like a member segment a year ago well, not a year ago, like back in February when Luke was here, where we were like, why don't we just get a big plot of acreage in the middle of nowhere that's like really cheap freedom and stuff. then just start like building stuff on it? We're doing it. We did it. Apparently there's some like very wealthy investors that want to get involved, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that now. We're gonna we're gonna have this place and it's you know, just big open acreage, free mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Freedom City, that's basically what it means. I'm gonna build a
2: solar road and show you that it works. <laughs>
0: Let's do okay, it. Ian, raise the funds for a solar yeah, road. It, it. Ian's gonna be it's the, gonna the mayor
1: of Freedom State. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, what does make sense for a solar road is shielding the road with something above it, with solar panels around it, and then it prevents some weathering on the road, keeps them dry, so you don't got a salt and you don't got a sand and stuff like that, stops wear and tear. But you got to focus on the solar panels above it, so you'd be basically building a scaffold over mm, huge yeah, swaths yeah. of road. So I I read stuff about that. That's interesting. Yeah,
2: there's one of those in uh, Asia somewhere I was looking at.
0: Yeah, well, like the whole thing is covered with solar panels. It protects the road. Yeah, it has to be protected. But then you got to maintain the solar panels on top. So, All right. Jillian says, Tim, you need an app for your website. I hate supporting YouTube to watch some of my mobile. Yes, we are in the process. It's uh not easy. See, you know, can only do so much work with so many people.
2: Trek God says you are only safe when you are free. I agree. Absolutely. Oh, I was thinking the whole point of cities is kind of safety. Since the beginning of time, humans came together fleeing from yeah. big bears, and they formed these little villages to protect themselves.
3: Yeah. You just solved one of my main questions, <laughs> which is why these big cities always turn so darn blue. And I'm willing to bet that it's because it's more important to them to have security than to have freedom.
5: Yep. Oh. Interesting.
3: huh. Nailed it. When you live
0: out in uh, in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia, we got a Facebook group, and they're like, "Hey guys, saw a bear down at the you know at the at the turn," and then people are like, "Got it," and they just go out with their guns,
5: <laughs>
0: you know. got worry about it. or an air horn, Bing! scare them away. <laughs> Katie says, "Hey Tim and crew, thanks for doing all the work you do, even uh, even to y'all we can't see or hear. Do you guys have any advice on starting a website and your own server?"
2: Uh, I was reading about vented face masks. So starting a website and a server for the Fediverse project we're working on. Open Network Foundation is the name of the company, the charity that we have just started. And that's how we're going to be doing it. Um, I'm, Yeah, sure. Why not? What, what do you have in mind?
0: So she was asking how to do it.
2: How to how, start a server and a website?
0: Just how do you start a server and a website?
2: The server thing I'm not too familiar with. Um, I mean, to start a website...
5: Squarespace.
0: Yeah,
2: Squarespace, GoDaddy.com, PorkBun.com, but I mean, someone else is going to be hosting it for you. So if you want to host yeah. it locally, you'll have to do it, you know, on, on like hard drives. Raspberry Pis, you can set up servers on Raspberry Pis oh, yeah. at your house and do it through that. All right. Well, once we have the, the, the Fativerse project up and
0: running where people can have their own independent websites that sync into all this stuff, it's going to be groundbreaking.
2: Yeah, we could build, uh, Raspberry Pis with preloaded software that we could sell. Hey, look at this. Oh, that's a good idea.
0: Wooden says, you can walk across the George Washington Bridge from New York State to go to New Jersey State. Thank you, Tim. Hey, there you go. <laughs> there you know go. Answered. All right. Damon Bullock says, Tim, my sister is a medical worker in central N- North Carolina. She got her religious exemption, and a lot of her coworkers didn't. They quit principles over career. Bravo. Wow. wow. I
1: wonder why she got it and the others did
0: it.
3: Yeah, I'm curious.
0: Steven Taylor says, much love from Utah. First time Super Chat. Going to miss the show during the elk hunt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> well, just uh, uh, re- record it, play it back later or whatever.
3: TiVo it, yeah.
0: Yeah, TiVo. Yeah. <laughs> Jared D says, Ian and Alex
2: Jones vlog adventure. Ooh. Oh, oh my gosh. Did you guys see the Cast Castle episode with uh, little Ian Alex Jones animation at the beginning? There's no, a, there's a, there's awesome. a, cool. a mushroom that was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend going and watching. Cast is castle. that the
0: one from the, from after Alex was here?
2: Yeah. It's clipped our voices from the show and it's in the cartoons. Awesome. That's we've,
0: cool. Uh, we've got, uh, we have a, one of the vlog episodes is behind the scenes with Alex Jones and it's getting like tons of views. He's such so that's an amazing man. YouTube.com slash cast castle. And, okay. um, we're, we're, we're ramping up the cast castle production, the events. Uh, we wanted to book an event. We've been struggling to do events because there are like legal restrictions on what you can do with certain zoned properties and things like that. And so we thought we had solved it all and then we didn't. And we're like, maybe we can do a small private friend, you know, um, you know, what, 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 what's, I'm so old, I don't remember, uh, not a party, but a what's, soiree? No, oh, no, shindig. That shindig. shindig. Yeah. No, there was a word <laughs> for like, it, it's not a party. It's smaller than that. Get Social together.
1: gathering. A I suppose.
5: So. No, but like maybe
0: like, you know, we we were actually we had some people we were we were booking and then just dude, venues don't want to book. Dinner. it's mean? hard. You know, you got to book it way in advance and then some businesses just don't care anymore. Right. Business is too slow. There's like, I don't care. So we're like, we'll have to build our own. We're going to build our own Freedom mm-hmm. Island. Yeah. <laughs> it's to it. And we're going to have yeah. we're going to have a big stage Me- and we're going to do events. It's going to be epic. It's gonna be really. I'm excited really for awesome. the
2: underground. What we're gonna build underground? Go yeah, six stories we're, we're, down with shipping Ian, containers. In, in, Ian inside, wants inside to build the, the catacombs.
0: He wants <laughs> to build. He wants to build um, miles upon miles of maze-like structures full of human bones. I saw oh. a
2: picture of a front in the French catacombs. There's like a statue of a guy coming out of the wall in the catacombs. Wow. Yeah, that's actually cool. I posted that. That's yeah,
0: cool.
3: that's creepy. Out. So cool. So cool. Props to that guy.
2: Nathaniel
0: Hibe says, "My wife cares about this Gabby whatever." It's the conspiracy and and family drama she likes. Oh, this might be anecdotal. It's real house murder of camping USA. Yeah, it's true crime. Yeah, People it's true. love true, true crime. crime.
2: So, so weird that like all crime is true because it happened. So like this whole that there's a genre called true crime. I don't get it. That's just like like reality TV crime or something. I enjoy watching um, the
1: interrogations. Like yes. that to me That's is like fascinating. Likes. Um so, so I watch those like I stay up all night just watching those. So, so interrogation videos are great. We Somebody
3: a, was saying that guys like the interrogation and women like the drama of being a victim, which was super interesting Good to me. I was boy. Like, I'm not that's sure about a that, I don't bumps. know. Maybe. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's awesome. We got a new show coming out. Um, hopefully this week we're gonna be having Shane Cashman on the show Friday to talk about yes! mysteries and true crime and paranormal. Awesome. What, and the, so
2: true crime. What exactly does it mean? It's it's unsolved. Is that what it is? It's no. like kind of like, the, like the, personal. No, it's like true crime. So true like, crime.
4: What you said. Like, there's a genre called true crime because, like, in TV, you also see your you know, fictional crime. NCIS, so like, so like, yeah. struggle so, so,
2: oh, so like the
0: OJ Simpson people, trial. People love crime. law and order, yeah. right? So imagine, you know, you like turn on a podcast and then you hear like this creepy music. And then a voice goes, the year was 1953, December 1st. A 17 year old boy walks into a bodega, in New York. <laughs> oh, I'm, and hooked. I'm, hooked. I'm watching this fork for a bag of potato chips. <laughs> and takes it without paying. This is the story of the stolen potato chips <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear like a, and then like you'll hear the intro and then there'll be a woman being like i don't know why he took the chips why did he take them you know and then it's like two hours long and then they're like he spent 50 years in prison and then you're wow. like whoa and, and then it turns out he didn't actually do it it was a seagull oh, the kidding. whole time oh, yeah. but they caught the seagull and the seagull got the death penalty <laughs> Amazing. That's not really what true crime is.
2: <laughs> yeah, he did he do? Did he sell the chips?
0: He sold. He We should maybe do a parody true crime like that. Unsolved <laughs> mysteries
2: was one of my favorite shows oh, my. growing up.
0: The seagull oh. stole the chips the whole time. Still at large. <laughs> yeah. My son went
2: to prison yeah. because
5: of that seagull.
2: <laughs> yes. all right. You get those pictures of the seagulls like dive bombing the ice cream cones <laughs> and the yeah. people like losing. What a losing, villain! Yeah. He came all the way from London. Seagull,
0: yeah. the annoying one.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, now that uh, we're we're past that distraction. <laughs> uh, Candice Scalf says, "I love you, Ian." LOL. That's it. That's the chat. Nice. Thanks, Candice. Yeah. It's, I agree. It, that's a tweet. If, 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 but if that was it, what's the point of the rest of that? You know, it makes me wonder if she act, she's being serious when she says, she, "I love Ian." You she never is. know. I, I <laughs> mean, never take genuine. it personally. Yeah, the women
1: love Ian, man. That's true, yeah, yeah. We're all, love. We're all humans. Yeah. Humans first. Right.
0: The Roz Rodriguez says, "I work at the Texas border with the unaccompanied alien children that are crossing. The average of children apprehended is over four hundred a day.
2: Yep. Sheesh. Wow, man. And then are they just released?
1: Yeah, I think I was reading the numbers that it's like over four hundred a day, and around five hundred seventy get released into the United States every day. Which, uh, according to the New York Times, one out of those three migrant children are going to get lost in the system.
5: Wow." Right.
0: So,
3: so compassionate.
0: Eric Allen says, I thought that college students were supposed to be idealistic and willing to buck the system. Maybe <laughs> no. it just comes
1: and goes in waves, you know? No, they rage for the system
0: now.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool now.
0: Master Gamer says, Tim, would it be better to protest by not voting at all to show any hidden motives the Democrats would reveal? Messed up my first super chit. Well, there's an mm. interesting argument. I say stand up for what you believe in. Don't just give in and let them sweep through. But there's a lot of, I guess... I don't know what the right word is, how you describe these people. There's a lot of people on the right who are like, it would be better if the Democrats win a sweeping sweeping supermajority across the board, because then it would force all the Republicans in the country to snap into some kind of action and then cause some kind of divorce or civil war or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or that would happen. But a lot of people are like, you know, when Trump comes out and says, it's rigged, what's the point? And then people are like, I don't care, I'm not going to vote. I mean, it's true. If the Democrats control literally everything, independent voters and Republicans are going to just recoil, and then there would be a huge snapback. So maybe, maybe if we're lucky, there.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, back. yeah, we we kind of saw the the emergence of the of the Tea Party after Obama. We don't know if uh, we need another one again. We'll see. Hmm. Jason Cisnero says the company next to my
0: company's office requires all employees to be vaccinated and tested daily. Poof. Wow,
1: that's horrible. Jeez. Daily, Yikes. daily,
4: like that thing up your nose every day. Ugh. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Maggi says, Tim, it wasn't just on TikTok. A lot of Gabby Petito's friends in the North Port area were really pushing it hard on Facebook and the local news. ABC7, NBC2, Wink, Florida. I'll show you in a message on Twitter if you'd like. Ah, oh, interesting. Anno says, America is going to collapse so bad and it's going to be hell in this country with all these people, cartels, gangs, and the culture war BS. All this is done on purpose in the name of population control. Hmm. I'm not entirely convinced, but I mm-hmm. think, you know, certainly the climate change people have had said the best thing you can do for the environment is not have kids so there's certainly that element i think it's funny somebody chatted saying like if tim thinks he'll get out of this unscathed huh it's like when have i ever said that (laughs) i'm like no it's gonna get bad i'm that's why i'm buying beans that's why we have emergency beans because i'm pretty sure it's gonna suck for everyone but you know what i got chickens we have 15 chickens now you know why (laughs) a lot of people don't understand this but if you buy chickens (laughs) <laughs> and put them in the same place for an extended period. Oh my. One day will come out, more chickens. Just like, like that. It's
5: weird, isn't it? It's beautiful. A lot
2: of <laughs> eggs, man. Do You just feed them grass and just eat a lot of eggs. Yeah. I mean. That's
0: incredible. Technically, you know, like, you can, chickens just live. So as long as you can protect them with enough space, they will eat bugs all day. And then they'll have babies. Mm-hmm. But That's if you cool. give them feed, they'll have babies faster. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know. Yeah, our chickens are fat and happy. Oh, yeah. And so we have eight babies from the original. We had six. Then we adopted another one. So we had seven. And then they had a bunch of babies. And Dorothy, the adopted chicken, is brooding. So she's all, like, puffed up (gasps) and wide, and, like, with a weird look on her face sitting on the eggs. Here's the problem, though. She's been sitting on the eggs for a few weeks, and nothing's happened. Mm. And I'm like, these eggs, you know, this happens. They may be unfertilized or bad. And so what we may have to do is clear out the eggs and she probably won't stop brooding. We'll have to then take the eggs and incubate them. Then when the babies are born, pick her up, put the baby underneath her. And then she like oh. hears the peeping and goes like, whoa. And then doesn't realize Yay. we did all that. That's what we're yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: We've been raising, uh, we raised this like these five chicks in, in the. In the, the green, green room, room. Yeah. where we play music, uh-huh. and one of them is singing. One of them sings. Tim what? Was, he picked it up last night, and it was—it's sing- it was like going singing. <laughs> it's like a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a unique yeah. sound that none of the other chickens make. So one of the so, so we have
0: five black star chicks. It's a Rhode Island Red rooster with a barred Plymouth Rock hen. We have two girls. They're jet black. Like that's that's what happens. The girls are black. The boys are barred, meaning they're white and black. And of the three boys. One of them has a chirp that is like I've not heard from any of the other chickens. So while the babies go beep beep beep, this one goes like "Uh." he's like a songbird. We're gonna breed him. Yeah, so I'm like, that's the one we wanna keep. We wanna have and then what we do is we get that when he grows up, he will, you know, fertilize all the other, you know, eggs. Selecting And then once those eggs are born, we'll wait and listen to the ones that sing properly and if they don't, we just get you know, we cull them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm kidding. But well, well, <laughs> <No. laughs> well, quite literally that's what, you. With, so we, we've had people on the show who have chickens See, and we're chicks. like, what do you do with the roosters when they're born? Like you cull them. Ugh. Yeah, like at factories they throw them in a grinder. Sucks. Oh, sure. Cause like you can't have roosters. So we have right. we're, we have five male, we have five males now. We have one rooster and then it's the, the babies, the cockerels. So we can maybe keep one of them. The, uh, Roberto's firstborn son is Roberto Jr. That's what we named him. Roberto Jr. <laughs> yeah, his name creative, is yeah. Roberto Jr. <laughs> And he looks like him, too. good name, yeah. We, we, we nicknamed him Snaggletoe because his toe is bent the wrong way. It was like Snaggle a birth defect. Toe. Yeah, it was a birth defect. But we call him – his name is Roberto Jr. And then we have uh, the, the two – so there was uh, – uh, a girl was born from Margaret and Roberto, then from Katerina and Roberto, and then Margaret and Roberto. That's the order they were born in. Okay. And so the second-born baby was Roberto's first-born son. I just Roberto,
2: bought a Roberto bunch Jr. of earplugs last night. I'm prepping for the move of Chicken City because yeah. it's going to be a, yeah. basically outside of my bedroom window. Oh boy. Uh, we'll good see. luck with that. I'll let you guys know next <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're we'll curious know about that.
0: All right. Let's read. We got, uh, Gus Gus. He says 170 employees. I work at Legacy Health in Portland, Oregon and they just denied over 800 of us medical and religious Whoa. exemptions. Thursday is last day. Wow. That's going to
1: be a big story. That'll be huge. Yes. Where where's that again, Tim? What, what are you? Okay. Oregon. Oregon. I'll try Oregon. I'll try to
0: read it. Legacy Health in Portland. Legacy, okay. Yep. Eight hundred people. That's yeah, but eight eight how days. many are gonna be like, okay, I guess I'll just yeah. get vaccinated. Yep. And then it'll end up being like seventy people fired. Maybe. Commander Trash Panda says, I'm a pharmacist at Novant. Last year we couldn't mask, talk about COVID, or we'd be fired. Now we have to or get fired. Uh-huh. Novant is ultra woke. Our admin brags about the leaders of being about the leaders on vax mandates. Wow. Cody Wheeler says everyone knows about the cart, knows about the cartel grows in Cali, but nobody is talking about all the cartel grows that popped up in the, su- in southern Oregon. I work at a plant nursery in Klamath County and earlier this year we had a $60,000 soil order.
1: Well then. Oh my. Yeah. They're, they're in Washington state. They're in Oregon. Sketchy. Um, but they're like wreaking havoc in California because of that prop 64 and that uh, knocking down illegal cultivation from a misdemeanor to a felony
2: or felony. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This, this Opposite. One's
0: a, Here's here's a good idea for you. Uh, a Beef Nasty says, "You thought of uh you thought of making replicas of these bracelets to sell to spread awareness. Donate mm-hmm. profits profits to stop this. Something I can physically show to family to spread the word because it might hit home stronger than just another story."
1: No, that's a, that's a fantastic. Idea. And that's why I even even brought these here because I just want it's 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 a game changer when you see it in person yeah. it's real, but that's a fantastic idea actually. That's <laughs> a great idea. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. These are dirty there's dirt on them yeah yeah
0: but make replicas and then you know sell them for 20 bucks and have all the proceeds go towards so something like human
1: trafficking organizations yeah. like no, no no like
0: to to anti-human trafficking organizations you right, know. Right. oh yeah yeah. <laughs> no, like, wait like, oh, yeah, yeah. i don't know why you'd want to support them right? the, you you walk up to the human traffickers we raised all this money for you like uh thanks <laughs> bag of money yeah i could see it we we, we all pitched in to help <laughs> You know, but maybe if you give one of these smugglers a million bucks, he might quit and be like, I'm retiring. Maybe you you know. It's, so maybe, it's a money
2: maybe. thing, right? Like, if they're doing it for desperation because they need money. A lot of the cartels, everything's all money, money, it's money. all money, money, money.
5: A lot of money.
2: Hayden says, everyone should read The Storm
0: Before the Storm, the beginning of the end of the Roman Republic by Mike Duncan. Oh. I believe Ooh. the immigration in Rome was during the collapse of the empire, not the republic. The republic collapse is more in line with us. Oh, um. so we're going to become the
1: empire. Is that going to I, I like that not. title already. The Storm Before the Storm.
0: Is that what happened when the Republic collapsed and became an empire? Yeah, the
2: empire, Julius Caesar, you know, invaded the capital and took yeah. over, basically. And then, like, hundreds of years later, the empire started to crumble and all this migration from the Huns in, like, 500 A.D. or a little bit before that from wow. the Northeast.
1: Wow. Okay. Got to check that one out. I got to get on my – like, I got to start reading about that reading? stuff. Reading? When you oh, not swimming this. with the Haitians?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heath Hanson says migration crisis huge part of the collapse of Rome. The Huns caused a huge shift of barbarians oh. that crossed borders mm, in multiple yeah, waves that the empire struggled and eventually failed to manage.
3: Interesting,
2: wow. incredible. Uh, Kings and Generals YouTube channel. Look it up on them and oh, okay. watch fantastic documentaries about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check it out.
3: Yeah, listen
5: to them.
0: Derek Elwell says, Hey Tim, I finally became a member last night. Yes. Is there any way to watch the members clip live? And if there isn't, Will there be an option to soon? We record those. They're not live oh, broadcast. The member segments we record and then upload. So they're different. Done differently, I guess. We are going to be having, so here's the plan. The new show we're launching probably this week, I think it's basically ready to go. We're just setting up the accounts now to make sure everything's in line and we have the, the domains and stuff. And then we're gonna have Shane Cashman, who's the writer for the mystery show, on Friday, to talk about just a bunch of really cool stuff, true crime, murder mysteries. The goal the point uh the show is gonna be There's like a 15 to 20 minute show with full sound effects, music, when, you know, like I was explaining to Ian, but more seriously. So when you have, you know, Shane doing voiceover and he says, you know, I was walking down the street at night investigating and a car drives by, then you'll hear the actual car pan from left to right and all that cool sound effects. And then for the members content, we're going to have Shane hanging out with one of the members of the crew and potentially other guests talking about the story and other issues around it. So one of there's one thing we really hope to do with with uh, Alex Jones if he's ever interested in you know in coming back on which would be awesome is to have Alex sit with Shane discussing one of his stories and conspiracies because it'll be fascinating for Shane who is actually he actually travels and does on the ground investigations we're actually investigating a story about Confederate gold to then hear you know Alex Jones talk about his knowledge of all these crazy stories and experiences would be fantastic. The other thing we want to do with Alex is just put uh, Alex and Ian in a room and turn the camera on and we'll all leave
5: and just <laughs> I'd watch that Dude, would, I yeah. feel like I feel
0: like it's like it would be like when you turn a camera on and point it at a TV and then you get an endless like recursive loop of the <laughs> I'd watch that screen yeah. of except screen you of see screen.
2: images of Thomas Jefferson and the Illuminati yeah. and uh, Ben Franklin <laughs> like swirling around
0: <laughs> Ian and Alex talking would like create a a hyper time spiral as you're watching it words <laughs> would slowly become meaningless in, they'd be like sure. shaking like crazy <laughs> and there'd be light emerging from the center of the room and you'd Al-
2: be like what's up alex's happening? dad was like they wanted him to join the basically they wanted to co-opt him into the deep state but he wouldn't do it according to so his dad's like right on the <laughs> precipice he knew you know he saw a lot and alex listened to believe, it as a young man you know
0: i i remember alex said that i think he said it the first time he was on the show
2: that Fact check me on that. They've
0: tried to recruit him, but he (laughs) doesn't want to do it. And I'm like...
2: That's one that we can't fact check. I don't know if I believe that. (laughs) That's an anecdote. I don't
0: don't think there's like an Illuminati that shows up at your door and knocks and is like, would you like to join us and save the world? And Alex was like, I'm not going to do it. And I, I just don't believe something like that would happen. Granted, I don't think it was that, you know, cartoonish. There may have been special interests who are like, hey, look, you know, play ball. I do know that Vice, for instance... Had phone calls from the State Department about the, some of the stuff they were doing, and well, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, of course, look, you know, Joe. I, I think Obama and Biden had they went to the vice office, or I, I don't know about Obama, but I think Biden did, and uh, uh, they interviewed Obama, so they were totally on board with the establishment agenda. You
2: know what I mean? There it is. Yeah, psychic energy is real. We 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 oh, have
0: wait. not had anything like that. We have no. Uh, uh, there are a lot of billionaires apparently heavily interested in Fredamistan. Cause the idea, like me, like Luke was talking about it, we we're talking about having like this place where we would just be like, set up a small little spot where you can live and it's like a freedom community or something. And apparently there's a bunch of like wealthy investors that were like, we want to be involved in that. And I'm like, but we don't mm-hmm. need that kind of support. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We don't, w- maybe, you know, how about you buy the space next to where we're at and you can do your thing and that'd be cool. And like, we'll do our thing. We
1: yeah. They probably got some agenda behind it too. I don't
0: necessarily think, I mean, maybe the agenda is freedom, you know, but, we don't need we don't want to create that kind of community we want to create a community of someone who's going to like build a mud hut and then live in it and be like i enjoy this and we'll be like that's cool like someone who works really really hard and is totally self-sustainable and like homesteading from a hut they build themselves
2: oh that's great what's what's that youtube channel that dude that like builds ancient
0: technology or whatever is that what it is
2: so
3: good like a spoon i gotta look it up Builds a freaking castle all
0: right let's read a couple more here Tecumseh says Yuri Bezmenov was ah, right. Ah, ah. That's correct. So I hear. Siegfried says in lighter news, Tim, thanks to you and another super chat for turning me on to Furetta. Love it. Erefureta. It's an anime. It's really good. I should watch more of it. It's pretty cool. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, there you go. And uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, were
2: primitive at? technology. That's the primitive YouTube channel. It's yeah. fantastic. There you, there you go.
0: So cool. All right, let's see. G Money says, Hello, Timoth. Huh. I left my job at B4 and MBB uh, to start my own consulting firm to help small businesses thrive in the upcoming industrial revolution. Siebert Strategia. Very cool. Yeah, cool. All right, here we'll do one more. Matthew Vance says, Navy Seal in his dress blues was shadowing Millie today, even sitting behind him while testifying. What was in the briefcase he was carrying? Why isn't the nuke football with the president? Why is it with the JCS? Great work.
1: Huh. That's a good question. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Well, my friends, thanks for hanging out. It's been a blast. Make sure you go to timcast.com, become a member. We're going to have a member segment coming up just around 11 or so PM tonight. You can, uh, uh subscribe to this channel, like this video, share the show with your friends. You can follow me personally at timcast. You can follow the show at timcast.irl. Do you guys want to shout anything out?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, follow me on social media on Twitter. It's Ventura report. Instagram is Jorge Ventura TV. You could also subscribe to the uh, daily caller YouTube where our documentary on these cartels are going to release next week. So. I'm really excited for it because we, like I said, we did a deep dive. We did more, um, we just went full on, like, try to give you guys as much footage. No local news even went, like, would step up to a car or anything. So we stepped up to them, film them, flew drones over them, did a full thing. So we're excited. So stay tuned for that. And also, you know, we're, we're going to c- uh, continue our border coverage. Obviously we, we still have a crisis there and we're going to give it as much attention as, as it is. So we'll be back in Texas. So,
4: um, I'm Sagnik Basu. You can follow me on Twitter at Sagnik Basu, S-A-G-N-I-K-B-A-S-U. And like George said, um just keep an eye out for the documentary. Uh, we put like a lot of work into it. Our safety? You know, we, we ran into safety, some cartel yeah, out like there. As, as, as like a, as like a journalist, reporter, producer, whatever you want to call it, in DC, I've never had to experience like these kind of situations ever. So this was like a first for me. And
1: yeah, um, should be out next week. Yeah, so oh, the stakes were
4: high and the product matches it, so. Cool.
2: Where's the documentary going live?
1: It's going to go live on the Daily Caller YouTube and all of our channels, but we're going to promote it everywhere. Like we'll, 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 have it out. It's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to, I think it's going to be very informative because I think a lot of people don't know that about, about what's going on over there.
2: Thanks for coming, man. Thanks for coming, dude. Um, uh, this is, uh, thanks Thank for you. bringing these too. Cause this is hit, hit home. I want to remind people like this was on someone's arm or their ankle yesterday. yesterday? Last night. Yeah. yeah in Roman, I mean, Roman, Texas. Just shows like they're just commodities as of now. Well, this is commodity number 4,186. That's a lot of commodities. Thanks again. Great. Thanks for coming. Yeah.
3: I'm continuously impressed with the work of these guys doing. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to this documentary. It's true. It's 100% true. Your documentaries have been great, especially from the ones in California. Talk to those parents and business owners and whatnot. You guys may follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patch Litz.
0: Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and go over to TimCast.com. We will see you there around 11, 11 or so p.m. Thanks for hanging out.
3: Bye, guys.